Hey, Patriots fans, if you want to see Toyota's best offers, including those not seen on TV, go to buyatoyota.com. It's Toyota's official website for deals from the official vehicle of the New England Patriots, Toyota. Let's go have a series of meetings. Okay. Here we go. This one's for Mike Dussault. Yeah, here we go. This one's for Mike Dussault. He made his name in blogging, and he's a youth hockey referee. And don't you ever forget those 28 to 3 tees. He's last in the picks, and he's sneaky negative. But he knows his hoodies, and he knows them good. Did you know that he used to live in Hollywood? Okay. Here we go. This one's for Mike Dussault. Yeah, here we go. This one's for Mike Dussault. Okay. Here we go. He's sneaky negative. Okay. Here we go. This one's for Mike Dussault. Presented by Toyota's official website for deals, buyatoyota.com. That was outstanding. <laughs> Outstanding! I just, oh. I just love it. I, I, I love it. I, I That's like the third time I've listened to it, and I just love it. <laughs> well, I, I love the sneaky negative. Jill, Jill, yeah. Jill, Jill in the hand. That was my oh. first time listening to it, and I. That was amazing. It's a banger. That was fantastic. Oh my god! I don't. I I was overcome. Like I just. I couldn't believe it. I mean, it's. Uh, she sums it up. That's Mike me. So <laughs> absolutely a banger. Is no, it a banger? It's a banger. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No. Thank you, Jill. That was. Uh, I, 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 it's I, tremendous. I, I don't. I don't know. I was like. I don't know what to say. Well, it's you lost amazing. your. You lost your practice. <laughs> no, I know. I mean, you've been bitching about right, it. For right. I've been bitching about it. And she's like, we got to throw him a bone. So. I don't know when, uh, when 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 we'll have to cue that up, but but the start with the hey, here we go that was that was brilliant. That's fantastic. <laughs> All right, uh, it is Tuesday here at Gillette Stadium, and it's Deuce, it's Tamara, in her uh, leopard skin. <laughs> is that leopard? <laughs> uh, Evan, Paul, myself, Matt in the booth. Wait, what was it? Can you do that again? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, this will probably be my last time wearing this. Yeah. What, a, what a start. Jeez. The season is over. Um, the Patriots wrapped up the season with a 17-3 to loss to the Jets. I, uh, in a game, I thought there was no way they would lose. I, you know, I, I got to be honest. I didn't think they would lose either. Yeah, I, I no. picked them to I think win. We the all blowout. picked it, right? Yeah, we were all and, back and on board. Just, I mean, I thought there was a chance they could lose, but I yeah. didn't yeah. think they would. lose. The fact that they just couldn't put together anything, and I know the weather was bad and everything, but. Still, Jets made some. Plays. They managed to run for 180 yards. Yeah. You know, um, just really disappointing end to the season, but typical of what the season's been. Disappointing, um, and of course, the big story is what's going to happen with Bill Belichick. We don't know. Um, we know, according to reports, that they met um, yesterday. Um, what's going on today? We have no idea. Got no idea. Yeah. Hearing various reports. Uh, yeah. I don't know about the Jeff Howe thing where it's like, they met, they're going to meet again. I mean, it was just classic, yeah. like, no, nothing the, nothing really. If he players, stays, they could do this. If he doesn't stay, they could do this or that. Yeah. The Breaking. Pl- players have packed up and they're gone. Yeah. yeah. You know. Saw them all. The uh, human tarp. Yeah, yeah. It's, always, it's always a tough tough. Yeah. It was all bases. And then there was a uh, story today by Mike Cadlick who uh, had extensive time with Trent Brown. Did you read that? That was Dakota. Oh, was Dakota Randall. Randall. oh I'm sorry. Your sorry, guy, Dakota. Your guy Dakota. Sorry, Dakota. I just want to give you know, proper credit yeah. to yeah. Dakota. Sorry, Dakota. Uh, my bad. Uh, but he got some time with Trent Brown, and Trent Brown unloaded. Yep. I saw a lot of people 
oh, Trent Brown speaking the truth. Like media people saying <laughs> yeah. that. Like, why is that any, tr you oh. know, more true than the other it's stuff? It's so that's ridiculous. You know? No, you but anyway, um, you know, it's interesting to hear what he had to say. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I think, uh, I mean, some of it we can talk about because he obviously makes himself out to be yeah you know like sympathetic he was figure just, he was grinding yeah. but also at the same time saying like yeah i didn't really want to go to camp early and it's really hard there and right you know he's kind of talking out both sides of his mouth i just i thought the interesting thing was the karis and mason thing and we've talked about that stuff of, it's the only thing i had you know right there it was like you know keep these guys you're not you're not constantly chasing your tail for them for that position so that to me was well, um, when a player is that specific about personnel moves you know that he's not the only one talking about it mm -hmm. like yeah. that's that's the scuttlebutt Sure. Yeah, and he, he was on that 21 line, right? So, like, that's that was his line for a while, and I think he – we all talk about it all the time, how they've they've fallen apart since then. That Those series of moves on the interior, Tooney, Karras, Mason, that was a domino effect, and they've never recovered. Yeah. You know, and it's funny, but despite all of that, he's like, yeah, I'd be open to come back, but, you know, we'd have to talk. And you know what it is. What? He doesn't have any options? If they give him more money than anybody oh, yeah. else, like the last time, he'll come back. Yeah. That I mean, that's what it's about for these guys. Yeah, but that's not for gonna, most most of them. No, that, that can't happen. No, I I would highly doubt it. But the the premise of of what he talked about with with Karras is something that we talk about a lot when we're talking about like the draft picks and the young players. And and I I think you can't identify it. You can't. There's not a like a, a you know a spreadsheet that has a column that you can say this is actually part of your team building but I do think that you're right Fred when they have a guy like Ted Karras and this is like I want to focus on Karras in particular because there's a lot of people that would say well you know Joe Tooney that's a lot of money Shaq Mason they gave a lot of money Ted Karras we're not talking about a lot of money we're just talking about average you know pretty much a bargain for a starting caliber offensive lineman um, and when you let those guys go it does I think resonate in the locker room and people look at that and say god like ted Karras, he did he was like a late round draft a pick Jacoby guy worked right? his way Same up kind of thing. did everything they the team wanted him to do ascended to a starting job and played really well in that role and they still let him go over peanuts people like yeah. him too much over yeah. peanuts uh, honestly he he was he was a media favorite i love oh, ted yeah. Karras. i mean that guy is ted talks a great he's a great human being he's walter May Payton man of the year nominee for the Bengals this year team captain you know, like that's a guy that uh, they should have been building around. But it's like they have a, a boat that's taking on water. And instead of just plugging holes that already exist, they just start creating these other holes. And that's exactly what they did on the offensive line was. And that's kind of what Trent's point was, was you already had to draft a new quarterback, get receivers, do all these other things. And now you're starting over on the offensive line, too. And they just they spread themselves too thin. You don't have all the resources in the world to be able to fix everything all at once. That, yeah. That's why I'm, I'm concerned. I'm like, who ultimately made this decision? Was it the scouting department? Was it Bill? Like, who? Like who's at fault here? Hey, in Bill's own words, oh. he had final say. For mm. for who to sign and who not, that's 100% Bill. Yikes. Absolutely. Yeah. You know what else resonated for me was the thing about it just sucks not knowing your schedule for the next day until the night before, and it's impossible well, to plan that, anything. I have, I've heard that from a lot of people. <laughs> and I think we're all on that schedule, too. Yeah. We all we all get that. So. Yeah. I, hoping to get a little yeah. top golf in tonight. That, that's been a, com <coughs> excuse me, a common theme <laughs> okay? throughout the years. Um, 
most more from co- you know coaches than We've players yeah. going back. You know? Fred and I can tell you stories like literally going back to like the early part of the dynasty. This you know? was always it. Keep but them that, on your toes throughout the season. That's not a new thing with it. Bills. Always yeah. been Bills always like been that. like that. Yeah. yeah. So that's not like oh, lately. that's not the reason why it doesn't work. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. That's not a, a thing of late. He's since the beginning. He's always let's worry about what we have to worry about now. We'll make schedules for next month. Next month, you know and. It, but I, I get what Trent Brown's saying. You know, like you have yep. families, you you, you, you want to know when you can have your time off, your your wife or significant others at home, and she's wondering, you yeah. know, how can I plan this stuff? And you, you just don't have any answers, and it's frustrating. It makes a difficult job even more difficult for no reason. Yeah. For no reason. And we're kind of collateral damage here. Like, we're, we're under the same yeah. guidelines. We don't know, like, you know, hey, oh, Locker room's going to be at this time when when you were supposed to pick up your kid or, you know, yeah. those kind of things. I mean, it's like, oh, it's, crap. It, you know, when you're winning, that stuff is fine. Yeah. But when you're not, that becomes really bad. And, you know, the 49ers, for example, is the exact opposite. Like, they're famous for, like, sending flowers to the wives, having dinners where families can come to the facility when they know they're going to work late and at least they can get some time in and have dinner with everybody. Um, they're they they take that into consideration they yeah. they're acknowledging this is tough it's a sacrifice for everyone we're going to do what we can to make it a little bit better bill doesn't think that way you know he doesn't think that way no i mean it's, i'm sure same conversations like so what's your schedule tomorrow <sighs> just i'm waiting i don't know it's, yeah. it's seven o'clock what like tomorrow what are you doing yeah. I, I don't know yet. and it's i probably think that this, stuff but. is important and, I, and we talked about that a little bit in the off season when those reports came out about the player surveys and and whatnot then mm-hmm. the patriots didn't fare well in some of those kinds of things that fred's talking about but i i look at it more just pure football with what we're talking about. like if you're Kyle Duggar or Josh Uche or you know someone like you you you're grinding through and you're thinking about you know as this season's going on I'm going to be a free hit. they're not going to resign me like you're thinking like Ted Karras did absolutely everything that you could possibly want in a guy he wasn't costing a lot of money wasn't asking for a lot of money and they still let him go over a million dollars they lowballed him too they lowballed him over a million bucks. I mean, yeah. when so you like, think- if, if what kind of message does that send? And I'm not telling you that every guy says, "Well, forget it." I don't think that that happens. These guys are going to be free agents. They want to be as marketable as they can when they hit the the open market. I just think it's a bad message that it gets sent, and I and I'm not surprised to hear. Yeah. Even a guy like Trent Brown, who sort of seems like he's not always on the on the mm-hmm. program. Even he is saying, like, they had these two guys, and right. they created problems. Like Evan and, said, it's like you, you smashed another hole in the side of the boat for no reason. And yep. think about it. You know, if Karras was still here, yes, he'd probably be making more money than Cole Strange. But in terms of the asset that you had to use to get Cole Strange, right. that's more v- that's more valuable than what you would be paying Ted Karras right now. Right. It's yeah. a domino effect right. because now the first-round pick is used on Cole Strange right. instead of it being used on Trent McDuffie. Right. And if it's used on Trent McDuffie, then you don't have to draft Christian, Christian Gonzalez and like you know, yeah. you, so on and so, so forth. So on and so on. And, and that's how you create these holes. So can we go back to the game for a second, though? Cause sure. I have a little, a, oh, a little thought oh. on the game. Yeah. Think away. Are we sure they wanted to win on Sunday? <laughs> um. I mean, when you say we, who do you include in that? We. I'm, the, well, the, the five of us. Are we sure th- oh. that the Patriots, we think the Patriots wanted to win oh, that sure. game? Sure, there's a silver lining in losing. There's no doubt. But I wanted to win because I wanted to beat the Jets. Yeah, but do you think they did? Do you think there was any potential for a tank there? 
at the player level, no. At you know, at the coaching level, I wonder because like what would they care about the future if they think they're not part of it? Yeah, I, I don't think that they yeah. – I thought they tried to win, and I think that they tried to – I think they tried to move the ball and throw it downfield at times and the fourth yeah. down play I, and I would stuff agree like with that. that on offense, and I'm not saying that they necessarily intentionally tanked, but defensively that was like a preseason game plan that they put out there defensively. And Devon Gotcha after the well, game – do you think the weather had anything to do with that? In terms of like how they're like structurally aligning and how they're playing the run game, I, I don't know how well, the weather I, would if impact you, if that. If you tell me that there were some guys making business decisions out there when it no, came to I don't, putting their I head, don't even, no, I, I would say there might have been. Yeah, I just look at the way that they game planned and the way that they – the lack of adjustments in game to what the Jets were doing de- offensively in the run game. Devon Godshaw told me after the game that he felt like they got outcoached. Just flat out said that they got outcoached. And they were running the same outside zone play over and over and over again. And they were running it into the same fronts with mm. the same fits. And they had no adjustments whatsoever. Does that sound like a, a Bill Belichick coach defense to any of you? Like, no. it, I mean, yeah. And I just – I look at their game plan defensively. I wouldn't say maybe preseason's going a little too far. Maybe more like September extension of the preseason game plan where it's like base fronts, base blitzing package – base coverage we're not doing anything exotic there's no wrinkles to the game plan whatsoever like you're in a snowstorm against the jets and you're putting seven guys in the box like you what are you worried about them throw you have split safety like what are you worried about them going over the top on you for like well, you're worried if, about trevor if, if Simeon's gonna air it is, out in the blizzard if like what you're saying is true it would have to come from bill in terms of hey we're just going to be vanilla um and why would he do that like what what I, I don't know yeah, I don't know. All I know is is that they ran the same play and ran for 200 yards on the same play yeah. over and over. I again. mean, I that's a lot of good stuff there. Uh, I just would look at it as like maybe he looked at it and said, we can just line up and be very safe here and very vanilla. There's no way they're going to score any points. And I think he was right. They weren't going to score any points doing that. They got the points. Let's face it. The game, you know, yeah. the game was over when they when they scored the touchdown. Um, otherwise, you're right there, you know. They made they did throw one ball over the top and set up one of the field goals, and the other field goal was set up by a thirty yard punt that gave them the ball in field goal range. Yeah, you know, so like, it's not like they, for all the yards that they piled up, it's not like they really threatened to score at all. And I think that Bill probably also looked at it and said, "Yeah, they're going to kick a lot of field goals, and you're going to have a hard time making them." And to Zerline's credit, he made them. Made three out of four. Yeah, I I agree with you. Do you know what I mean? Like, I I get what you're saying, and I certainly respect what Gotcha had to say to you. Yeah. But I wonder if that's what Bill thought was the best way to win the game. And all the Patriots had to do was score a couple touchdowns, and you're you're probably going to win the game. You know, because it would change the whole dynamic. And offensively, they ran. You know, they they were trying to move the ball. They ran. You know, they went for it on fourth down, as Paul said. They ran a trick play. Uh, you know, try to run a double pass to get a ball down the field. Uh, but in general, defensively, like they the, – the drive before the 50-yard touchdown, the Jets ran the same exact play and gained eight yards on the same play and then ran it again on the 50-yard touchdown, and the Patriots just tried to play it the same exact way. You know, it just – it's very unpatriot-like to me to see them come out in such a vanilla – look defensively especially when you know that really the only way you're losing the game is if Brees Hall goes off yeah and I would say that on that last drive it's 9-3 you turn the ball back over on the second interception 
like you got to just put ten guys in the box. They're not going to throw it. Right. They're just going to try to run the clock out and get a first down, and then to give up a long touchdown run on that. Yeah, yeah. Maybe at that point, Bill said, "Well, we're losing anyway." Mm. You know? I don't know. I just I don't. don't that didn't. Maybe it's not taking is the wrong word for it. I just look at the way that they played on defensively and said they were they weren't really as apathetic as into it as they normally are. So I have a guy who emails me all the time, and I don't know exactly who he is. It's not the email that it comes from is not his real name, so I don't know exactly (laughs) who it is. Um, But he he sends me these detailed things every week down the stretch. You know, chapter and verse why he thinks they're tanking, and Mm -hmm. he thinks Bill's in on it because otherwise, why would Bill be doing it? Like, Bill knows he's back. And they're tanking. They're doing this. They're doing that. They're doing the other thing. And it doesn't make any – now, I don't agree with it. I don't think I, – I think some of the things that he says are sort of evidence of tanking, I don't look at the same way. But, you know, who knows? doesn't mean I'm right. Yeah. Maybe he. Maybe this guy has had it all along. I think the weather muddied it a little bit, too. Like, just enough to be like, what the hell's going on down there? And it's like that little factor that you can't really quite – Well, the other totally thing, too, down. is like, did anybody – possibly envision the Jets playing a clean game? Nah. Yeah. Like their, their only turnover was when the, the moron tried to lateral an interception return. Right. And when yeah. that happened, I f- all right, here we go. Yeah. 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 You yeah. just look at ha- the Buffalo game yeah. against Josh Allen, and, and they they threw everything they had at Josh Allen. You know, they were running all sorts of crazy stuff against Josh Allen, and then they come into this game, and they're running their base 3-4 with, you know, light neutral boxes, and they're only – it's a snowstorm, and the only way that the Jets are going to move the ball is if Brees Hall runs for 200 yards. That that, that was the only way they were going to score. And I just – I looked at it and it was like, this is just not a Bill Belichick, Gerard Mayo, Steve Belichick. Like, we're going to – we have this great game plan. We're, like, after the Bills game, all the defensive players are sitting there saying, you know, our coaches had us really prepared for, for this game. Like, Gerard Mayo gets shout-outs from Dietrich Wise at the podium and things like yeah. that. And in this game, I just Didn't thought that this, this was like, ugh. This was not – this is your campaign to bring Bill back or to bring – or have Gerard be the head coach. I, I would not show him this film. Hmm. Okay. That's all I got. Interesting Thank thought. You. Any other thoughts on the game at, at all? Or I just, like, went in expecting, like, okay, like, the Jets' best player. Like, we were, we were expecting them to run the ball a lot, and the Patriots' defense has been so stout against the run that I really didn't have much fear right. that they weren't going to be able to stop him. Yep. Um, so I guess it was just, I don't know, kind of to Evan's point, it kind of made you think, like, were they were they really trying? Because yeah. they've just been have so good against it, and to force the Jets to throw the ball was going to be tough, obviously, in that situation. And I don't know. It was weird. Yeah. Yeah, to not just like have eight, nine guys in the box, like to have split safety on the 50 yard touchdown run. And then Jabril Peppers has to come screaming up to try to fit it. And now you're in the snow. So he loses his footing. And it just like all those types of things. Like, I'm just like, well, how is this the plan? Like, you really thought Trevor Simeon was going to go, you know, Tom Brady 09 and mm-hmm. like bombs away in the snow? Like, there's no chance. Yeah. There's no way. You d- I definitely wouldn't expect him, like, oh, they're going to try to just run it. But that's dumb to do against the Patriots defense, who's been so yeah. good against the run. So, it, I don't know. It well, just was weird. As a result, they have the third pick now. There you go. Mm-hmm. And, uh,. I don't think it's going to be Michael Penix after <laughs> last night. <laughs> no. I mean, that's what's just funny about or Michael Penix. the process. I feel bad for him, too. I know. But it's, it's But it's like, <laughs> you know, last week after everyone was, oh, he's going to be one of the top ten, and now he's like out. Like, it's just the, the roller Does coaster. Anybody, like, like, the am I the player. only one that <laughs> just, like, looks at that stuff and says, uh, it's not really, like, it doesn't really get wildly fluctuated but based on the last two games? Right. Well, right. it doesn't fans' view. Right. right. No, no, no I, I, but I don't. 
Not the scouts. You know what I think of that. Yeah. I actually disagree because the college football playoff is the best of the best. Right. So this is the closest thing competition-wise that he's going to get to playing NFL competition before he gets to the NFL. No, true. You wanted to see what he was going to do against a really good team with a good defense. But then again, I mean, he got his butt kicked. Yeah, you know, so I, I just look like, at it as I, I was it an honest evaluation. Maybe I'm being incredibly naive, but I think a hell of a lot more of these guys in the NFL than to think, well, well cross him. You know, yeah. You know, we'll see if we can get him in the third yeah. round. He, he puddled. I, yeah. I don't think he puddled. Yeah. I think you guys are right. I think that he was under a lot of pressure all night. And he, was it was he, a little he off. Missed, he missed some. He missed targets. some. The, the yeah. fourth down throw that he missed early in the game was huge. Yeah, uh, you know he had you know, that they dial up a play and he's wide open and he overthrew him threw it to the outside. Um, but I, I, the thing that makes these difficult is you don't know where he's rated. You don't like like Evan made the point a couple of weeks ago of it takes everybody in the media a little while to catch up to where the league is on mm-hmm. where everybody's rated to go. So I don't know. For all I know. The league had him going number seven overall, you know, and everybody else thinks he's like a borderline first-round pick. I don't know where the league has him. If the league – I just can't imagine that. Like, to me, it would have had to have been something way different that you saw than that. That was just like he, he didn't play great. Yeah. I think the the general consensus from, like, the reporting that's been out there on it is that the league – was definitely lower on him than than the media and the public, which shocker. Like it's usually the case, and I think he was viewed as a guy that had some first round traits, but was probably more of like an early second round prospect because of the injuries and, be, and because of the history that he has there. Yeah. And I think this game, the wards that did exist on film with him, uh, you know, inability to evade pressure. You know, not not the most mobile guy in the pocket, and then also just struggling to throw to the intermediate part of the field. Like he's the bigger problem biggest problem i see with him is that he only throws fastballs like he the ball comes out and it's 99 miles an hour whether it's a five yard throw or it's a 50 yard throw he's throwing the ball the same way and in this game michigan really forced him to like layer throws in there into the middle of the field and he just doesn't really have a great feel for that part of his game and And that's nfl throws like those are how you move the ball in the league i would just like to think that the nfl had that evaluation Right. Do you know what I mean? Like not just Evan. Like no, no, no. I'm saying that's fair. <laughs> be, because he, because uh, listen, we talked last week. You know, Eldred has been talking about how well he runs, and I keep saying like he clearly is not a great runner. Like you don't have these numbers if you're a great runner. Um, I would argue that McCarthy's a better runner than Penix. McCarthy you know? actually looked really fast last night. Yeah, he stinks. Mm. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I think he helped himself no, a little bit. He's yeah, an ex- he, he did. Did really good job of handing the ball off. Yeah, I, will, I, will I, I was going to say he's a guy like who just because you won a national championship doesn't mean you need to go top ten. I know. Well, plus, no. I think Tannenbaum gave him the kiss of death. I saw today on this is a the rock solid traffic should be middle of the first round. Ooh. It's all no. I need to. It's all I need to hear. Mm-mm. It's all I need There's to hear. I'm out. Of, I'm out. I'm out on him because Tannenbaum's yeah. low for life. There's a lot of old school scouts like a Tannenbaum on Twitter. That's the way quarterback should be played, that, Evan. That that talk about. Uh, McCarthy's like, you know, he's a winner and he's tough and he's smart and he, you know, all those types of things. And uh, I, the league 
is wised up on a lot of that stuff. I feel like, and now has gone more. Tom Brady did that. Yeah, gone more towards the traits side of things versus like let's get the the smart winner quarterback. You know, like that. That I guess the the whole thing, and I I know the the fans. We're all gonna wildly overreact because that's it's fun. That's what we do. You know, Um, but I would like to think that the NFL had an idea of Michael Penix's skill set before the Texas game and before the the Michigan game. And I totally agree that those are wildly different performances. I just feel like I don't think that they change their mind as drastically as we do. No. Who's better? JJ McCarthy or Stetson Bennett? <laughs> oh, JJ McCarthy. McCarthy. Yeah. Okay. I think JJ McCarthy, but yeah, with Daniel or with uh Penix, his timing and his accuracy I- into the middle of the field is was the big knock along with the the ability under pressure to escape pressure and the mobility and that sort of thing. And that's exactly what came out last night against Michigan. So I think that that's, what's the most alarming is like, were these knocks just, you know, were they yellow flags or were they red flags? And nitpicking. Right. Right. And Michigan makes it look like those were, those are real concerns about his projection. um, He was sacked like 12 times all year. Yeah. Like that, that to me is a concern. Yeah. Like, cause clearly he didn't have to deal with that very often. You know, and he was only sacked once last night, but he clearly is not under uh, the same amount of duress that a lot of other guys are. And to be fair, just every quarterback in this class has this game. You know, Jaden Daniels had Florida State. Drake May had NC State. Caleb Williams had Notre Dame. They were all under siege with a ton of pressure, and they all stunk. They're all not that good. That, that, that's always a possibility. Yeah. But every quarter, like every quarterback, has a mulligan. It I just know. so happens that his was in the national championship game. Yeah, so I it, still, I still like Penix a lot, um, but he did not play well last night. I can't. That's kind of. I'm not going to pretend that what I saw didn't happen. That's how I'm kind of. I, I feel like I've changed a little bit with my draft approach, <laughs> and right now I feel like one or two of these quarterbacks is going to be good. One or two of them. That's it. Yeah. Realistically, well, that's, that's realistic. I don't know which one or two. Year. It's very but rare that two. you have five or six guys and they're all good. That's rare. Oh yeah, that almost never happens. Yeah, it's more like one or two. Yeah, you know. I mean, top to bottom, like one or two. Yeah, I don't know. All right, eight five five Pats five hundred is the Ace Ticket Hotline. Web Radio at Patriots dot com is the email address. What else? We got the coach thing. We got the Jets game. We got the national championship and the draft choice for the Patriots coming up. Um, what else? Opponents. We, need? we got. We know where, where we all know the opponents, opponents are. Going back to Chicago. Yeah. Get to see them. Um, yeah, and then you know a couple of reports of you know Pioli and McDaniel's like those kind of things being kicked around. That a was kind of weird. Like all of a sudden, it's like Bill does his press conference and says, "Yeah, I'd be willing to do whatever's in the best interest mm-hmm. of the team." Right now, it's and all all of a sudden now all these stories about Josh McDaniel's coming back and Pioli coming back. Get the band together. Uh. You know, like I just want to say thank you, Fred Kirsch. Yeah. For the just the way you just said that. He yeah. says, I'd be willing to do what's in the best interest of the team, which right. is what he said. Right. The only thing that was added to that that you just paraphrased was if we collectively decide it's in the best interest of right. the team. But everybody has said, Well, Bill is he's willing to Bill is down. willing to no. he, he, he <laughs> conceded he will he's willing to, 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 to relinquish that that's not what he said. Uh, it's not what he said. And I think that a lot of people have taken it that way. Like, this was his – he's begging. He's begging to st- – like, no, he said that he'd be willing to do well, collectively I, what's in the best interest of I, the team. I think what he is doing is making it tough. Correct. Oh, yeah. Leverage play. For it's, sure. It, that was a complete leverage play. He never mentions his contract. He mentions that he was under contract, that he'd be willing to do 
whatever, you know, I'm a good employee. Yeah. I'm, I'm willing to be here. I'm not disgruntled. So in other words, if you want to get rid of me, you got to fire me. Yeah, I'm not me. leaving. And, and that narrative. I'm not leaving. That narrative. Good fellas. That will F stick. You, That'll me. become one of the Felger facts if that sticks. And then if Bill leaves, then he'll say, well, I mean, he's, he was willing to step down. They, they didn't right. do that, though. Like he said, oh, no. look, he, I'm willing to do it. was the opposite yesterday. You know? He was. Yeah. I, I didn't mean specifically to Felger. But our, our, our boss was, was under fire. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's. It's like, what are we waiting for? Right. Well, that's. It's like one day, Mike. Jesus. That's what I mean. That's what I mean. It's, you know, it's just all these things that all of a sudden get construed into being a fact. And now they're become examples when you're like, I don't even know if that's true. And and I certainly agree 100% with what Paul said. It's a leverage play. What he was saying was what he was saying. He wasn't voluntarily saying, if they want me to step down, no problem. I'll just coach the team. And I mean, earlier mm -hmm. in the show, Fred also touched on something else that Bill said yesterday that didn't get really a lot of play, and that was that, you know, we have a lot of people that are involved in these decisions, and someone has to be yeah. the final say, and that's been and that's me. That's me. That's me. Yeah. So he's telling you that I have final say. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't I don't know. Like, people continue to say, well, you know, Robert Kraft made him do this, and this guy made him do that. And he's telling you that we have a lot of people that weigh in on a lot of these decisions, and I am the one who has the final say. And people still don't listen to it. Yeah. Do you think there was anything more, though, to McDaniels being here this weekend other than coming to a game in a blizzard to say goodbye to Matthew Slater? It I – I wouldn't rule it out. I don't know. I mean, like he's, he's looking around. For, he needs something to do, right? Well, and he's getting paid. So he, he lives here, right? Does yeah, he still he live did. here? Yeah, oh, he does still he still live here? Yeah. Oh, okay. So mm -hmm. it's, it was a little ride yeah. down the road. So. Yeah. I think it was about both Slater and Bill. Yeah. I think he recognized that it was quite yeah. possibly Bill's last game too. But mm -hmm. yeah, Slater's probably the, the bigger thing. Where was he in the at the game? Do you guys know? I don't know. No. Somebody said I think he went through the VIP gate, whatever that gate is. I'm not sure. What to which gate they were referring? Do you know where he watched from, Fred? I have no idea. Yeah. Up in the three hundreds, probably. Bundled well, up, was yeah. he in the stands or was <laughs> he in a suite? Oh, I can't imagine. Oh, he was God, outside. I can't imagine. He was outside. <laughs> I know. Yeah. He's know, got that Raider money. Evidently, you know? Will was down. Uh, you know, in the middle of one of the one hundred. Oh, of course he should. Yeah, <laughs> let's upgrade. Never, they never made it up to my house. I was gonna say, because I, I would imagine Bill has a suite, right? Bill Belichick. Oh, oh yes. Oh, yes. So, probably in that one. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, Evan Evan brought it up. It's I mean, it's really hard. I mean, look, nobody really I think is going to advocate for this, but it's really hard to see Josh McDaniels and Bill O'Brien on the same staff trying to make that work. Like that just seems that seems impossible to me. Yeah. Not that I would ever no, some, advocate for it, but something would have to give there. Somebody unless, would have to go. Unless Josh, like you know, he's getting paid. He doesn't care, and he's just the quarterbacks coach. Mm. Yeah. Well, Bill O'Brien's the quarterbacks coach. Well, I know, but yeah. O'Brien could be a coordinator and give yeah. Up the, I mean, you know. I just think that there's. The whole, like the senior football advisor role is, but then like Joe Judge is technically the assistant head coach, so isn't that kind right. of the same thing? And I just think there's a lot of cooks in that kitchen, and like who, yeah. who's the young quarterback listening to? You know, once and then if they struggle for the first month, and it's going to be well, why don't we have McDaniel's call plays? You know, like it's just. I think we should have a staff of all former head coaches. <laughs> oh God! Bring back Patricia. We, you know, we can have. Uh, He's doing Daniels well in Philly. Joe Judge. <laughs> really well. Yeah. Uh, on the surface, though, like it, it them, the plan being, we're going to beef up personnel, we're going to beef up the coaching staff, we're going to bring back guys with experience that know what they're doing. That that's probably like I would imagine that that's probably his pitch, Bill's pitch. I, you know, whether it's a guy like Pioli, McDaniel's, you know, whoever, oh, we're going to bring the band back together and we're going to get the coaching staff back yeah. in order and we're not going to rely on. You know these kids that that haven't been doing it for very long, and we're gonna get you know veterans back in the room, and everything's gonna be fine. 
along those lines, something that Tamara was talking about last week about, you know, sort of having some urgency to make these moves. Mm -hmm. I saw uh, today Carmen Basillo is going to be interviewing for the offensive line job for the Giants because mm -hmm. he's part of the staff with the Raiders. He's kind of in limbo. Mm -hmm. You know, they don't know exactly what they're going to do if they're going to retain Antonio Pierce. We have breaking Pierce. news. Oh, we have <gasps> news. It's not, it's not our breaking oh. news. Oh. Mike Vrabel fired as oh, the Titans wow. head coach. Wow. That's Whoa. breaking news. There we go. News breaks. We break it. We wait wow. for someone else That's to say it and then <laughs> let you know. That's big so, news. That is big news. I thought he'd go on his terms. But anyway, go ahead. Yeah, I think just going off what Paul just said, I think like watching watching the commanders like request all these interviews so fast, it's like you don't want to wait until Friday to f if you if you are going to do it to get rid of Bill and then all the interviews have already happened, and you're stuck. Yeah. And I think uh, a lot unless unless the well, person that you have tagged are still in the playoffs, no. right? No, well, you can't have an interview yet until the it's the division round, right? Right. You, you're usually good. Yep. With those. Division round. You can't have an in-person interview until the division round. Right. Okay. But my point is, we cannot just gloss over this Rabel thing. You can you can still <laughs> yeah. do these kinds of things yeah. that Tamara's talking oh, about. You can you request. Can, you can re make yeah. requests and yeah. and sort of get your ducks in a row yeah. a little yeah. bit. Yeah. So now, but it's yeah, the, the Rabel thing round. I think is huge. That's yeah. wild. It is huge. Yeah, because I. Uh, his candidacy here as Bill's successor was always caveated with they would have to trade for him. Yep. Now they wouldn't even have to give up anything to hire him. What if it's a swap? Yeah. Again, we've talked about, about it. Bill yeah. has Tennessee roots. He was born in Tennessee. Perfect for Bill. Yeah. Same team. <laughs> yeah. It's the same team. He has he he has a lot of roots in Tennessee, a lot of connections in Tennessee. That wouldn't be the worst place for him to go in his mind. I think Vrabel's the favorite. To land here right now, would, but would you lose Gerard if you? Yeah, no. I mean, Gerard would be I like, would, "Screw this, I'm out of here." I'd make, mm -hmm. I'd say, make Gerard the defensive coordinator, make him the you, official defensive you coordinator. Think, but does he want to be? Would he do or, it? Or do you think he'll leave and go work somewhere like the Giants, who that's, need who need a defensive coordinator? That's right his now? choice. That's great. You can that's retain my services by making me the janitor, but that doesn't mean <laughs> I'm going to stay. Right. No, that's. I mean, that's. It's his choice. I mean, I'd be, I'd be. Yeah, I think you. I think you lose Mayo in that scenario. You now, do? I'm not telling you that if you think that Rabel's better, but what. I'm not telling you not to do it because of that, but I think you lose Mayo if you. Uh, I I have kind of with Deuce on this. I think that uh, that he that Mayo would be open to being the the, I mean, the official by title defensive right. coordinator. I, I need to know a little bit more in terms of what he was told. That's fair. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I guess he could feel burned. Yeah. Uh, but I just feel like at the same time, it's kind of a big leap. We've talked about it for yeah. him going to, as linebackers coach co-defensive coordinator under Bill Belichick who's never called plays, has never done it on his own, to now being a head coach of your football team. Now at least he has a title to fall back on next year or two years from now and say, I am the defensive coordinator right. in New England. I am running it. And, you know, Vrabel's more of the CEO now, and, you know, I'm doing it this well, way. Well, if you bring in – if you want if – you, if you start looking at Vrabel, then the Rooney rule does kick in, and you, you have to interview other people. Yeah. I think if you elevate – um, Mayo, because I looked into this, there's a succession clause that the Rooney Rule can't get in the way of, you know, internal succession. You if, know, it, it's, but if it's a minority. No, doesn't matter. Uh, no. I don't think, I think someone got in trouble for this, like, no. recently. No, if, if, if the person, and here's the caveat, if the person had something written in their contract oh. a year ahead of time, um, the Rooney Rule can't get in the way of internal succession. It's hmm. not meant to like impede or get in get in the way of 
continuity on a team. So if okay. the if the person in question had something in their contract, like if this happens, you will be you know, mm -hmm. then the Rooney Rule gets superseded. Okay. If it's internal, mm -hmm. from what I understand. So how does everybody feel about Vrabel? Yeah, he's I would I, he's got to be the favorite. Is, is, isn't I'm that in. like more I'm the in. same though? I'm like in. if we're gonna go to, of no, course you're I'm in. not you in. If we're gonna yeah. like I like I'm Mike out. Vrabel, but if we're gonna go outside, I want an offensive guy. Well, why not well, just hire, really hire an outside. offensive? Uh, hire a new offensive staff. That would be my my thing with Vrabel. I think he's a good motivator. I think he's a good like CEO head coach in that respect. And I would assume that he would try to retain as much of the defensive staff as possible to run the defense. What's your pitch on offense? Because the Titans' offense has not been very good. That's why I'm right. out. And, 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 and it really, even in, like, the Tannehill years, like, it was Derrick Henry and play action. And, yeah. like, that can't be – it wasn't sustainable. And, and I, t I need to know what are we going to use this number three draft pick on. If we're going to use it on a quarterback, I want a head coach who is a quarterback whisperer, who – who will grow up with this guy? Who they'll be together, hopefully, for yeah. the next decade. That would be ideal. I just, I love, love, love Rabel. I do. I love, yeah, I love everything. I, I love everything about him. I'm just looking at his track record, and I think, I, I, listen, if you're asking me, gun to my head, Rabel or Mayo, I would, I would say Rabel just because of the experience. Mm -hmm. That's it. At least I, I don't know if Mayo is capable of putting together an offense. I know Rabel can't. I've watched him for five plus <laughs> years. I know that they're going to do exactly what Evan said. They're going to play. It's Bill Light. It's they're going to try to play defense. They're going to try to keep the score down, and they're going to try to run the ball. And that will get you some wins because he's a good coach. And you'll be able to. What did they win? Six games. Yeah. I think they stink. He was able to win six games. Like that'll get you some wins. I, I just don't think it'll get you where you want to go. Yeah. Like, I think they kind of took everybody by storm when Tannehill had this incredible deal with the devil in whatever it was, 19, where he was out of his mind down the stretch of that season. He took over like halfway through that year and played the best football of his career by far. Again, it's all dependent on that quarterback. And I don't think they have it. Yeah, I just wonder. I don't think they have the quarterback. I wonder, too, uh, with their roster decisions, like, Whose decision was it to move on from A.J. Brown and draft Traylon Burks? No, because that's – Well, that was Robinson, wasn't it? That's why that's, he lost that's his the, job. That's what people assume. Yeah. But – He lost the fight. I, I would be asking Vrabel straight up, like, what – why did you guys do that? Because in my mind, like, that's such a Patriots move. Like, we're not going to pay the this proven guy. We're going to draft a guy that's 75% as good of him that's 75% cheaper, right? And, like, that – that's how you get into this mess. Like the Tannehill season that Paul is talking about, a lot of that was because A.J. Brown is really, really good at football. And he was just out there making plays, especially off play action where he's just got all this room to run and maneuver, and he was making plays on and the Derek ball. And Derrick Henry was, you know, that much younger and, yeah. you know, just dominant. Well, the, right. the, best, the best argument that Vrabel would have is, you know, the Adams family. It's, it's like. And owners love hearing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, the, they're no the Adams family. Made me laugh. Well, I, I, I just wonder. Make the pitch, Deuce. Well, I mean, he, he landed with Derrick Henry, and he had the best running back in the game. So, I mean, are we say are we faulting him for building an offense around that guy as much as it echoes what they do here? I mean, I, they, they had some success with it. They drafted AJ Brown. I mean, that's something the Patriots did not do. Um, I hear what you guys are saying, but I also would use, you know, what would you say is the most innovative offense in the NFL right now. But who's running like the most unique offense in the NFL? 
Kyle Shanahan. Baltimore? Yeah. Well, I mean, every, a lot of people run the Shanahan offense, though, right? I mean, Baltimore? John Harbaugh's not an offensive guy. You know, I mean, he showed the foresight to change his offense and to accommodate to the players. So I'm not saying I'm right, but I'm just saying just because a guy's a yeah. defensive coach doesn't put him in no, right. this bubble that but he can I, never I would, I would go argue outside of a box. It, it, and maybe he how, can, long, how long has Lamar Jackson been Baltimore's quarterback? Since 19? Yeah. 18? Yeah. yeah. I think it took him an awful long time. To do what he did this year and, and hire real offensive coaches. Well, didn't he do with Greg Roman though? I mean, yeah, that was a few years ago. Know. But all they did was run the ball. This is my this is my point. Right, but like uh, anybody can do that. Like no, he, but it to, took him but, six years to say we need to do something different with this personnel group to figure out a way to do it. I don't want to wait that long. And to your point, Paul, Todd Monken's now interviewing for head coaching jobs yeah. elsewhere. Greg Roman so wasn't. All right. Well, he, but, but be, the point was not that they're going to develop. He probably was. The point was not that they're going to develop a unique offense. The point is that just because a coach isn't an offensive coach doesn't mean that you can't have an innovative offensive side of the ball that's yeah. been different. So, look, everybody's just going to be pounding the table for Mike McDaniel's core, you know, get Wes Welker, you know, like get these oh. young offensive coordinator guys who have been in the system. That's what the flavor of the month is. That's what everybody's going to say. I don't think it has to be that. And it doesn't have to be able, that. And, and, and to your point, Mike, I'll play your side of the street and back you up a little bit. It, you, you've seen um, D'Amico Ryan's doing well um, with a good offensive coordinator in Bobby Slowick. And you've seen Antonio Pierce, another defensive guy. Now, I don't think that's sustainable. But he's done well with the Raiders, so it doesn't have to be what everybody else is doing to have success. I totally agree with you on, on that. I would ask with Rabel, forget about if he's able to get an offensive staff together to put. How do you think in your heart of hearts that you think Mike Rabel wants to try to play? Big, tough football team that wants to beat people up. Right. That's what I'm not interested in. Yeah. I just worry. I worry about Fred's thing because, like, Houston's a great example. D'Amico Ryan's is a, a right there with coach of the year. Bobby Slowick has been a coordinator for one season with CJ Stroud and is already getting head coaching interviews. So in a year and two years, the only way that you avoid losing the coordinator every two years to a head coaching job, if your quarterback is good is if it's somebody who's never getting a head coaching job ever again, Josh McDaniels, I mean, Arthur Smith was in Tennessee when it was good offensively with, with the Titans. So maybe that would be the guy that he would bring in. Uh, but are those, those guys, I, I don't know if Arthur Smith will get another job. He's only failed once. Maybe he will. Uh, but Josh McDaniels is probably not getting a third bite at the apple. Well, so, but now you're making the case for Josh McDaniels to come back as offensive coordinator. Cause then Robert Kraft can say, whether it's Gerard Mayo or Mike Vrabel, I'll have you back, Josh, but you can't go anywhere for five years at least. Well, he isn't going to have an well, opportunity. Well, that's what I'm saying. To. But but here's but a guy. Not, here's a guy who you can depend on. But that's not a reason to hire him Josh? because he's not going anywhere. Yes, yeah. it is. No, but is do you think he's good, Josh? That's, as, the, only, as, that's as, the only thing that should be on, in play as here. As is he the best you can get as an offensive coordinator? Do yeah. you think he's the I, best you can get? I feel he's like as it, good as anyone. I feel like it might end well, up. How looking, come he's never worked without Brady? Yeah, I was gonna say. I feel like the he offense did, is not he did be pretty better. good that first year with Mac Jones. Mm. They were fine. You know, they were fine. I feel I like mean, in hindsight, they were the, knowing that Mac had all these limitations. They were pretty good. But I think I just think that it was very circumstantial and fortunate that he had the first part of Mac Jones, and then you go back and you watch the second half is exactly what you got in the last two years. Well, other teams kind of caught up with exactly. Mac Jones. Exactly, and he got the but, benefit of before I, they caught up. I don't know. I, I've heard enough of other people about talking about Josh that 
Well, you know some of the records good. that the Patriots broke uh, in, for offensive futility were like Josh McDaniels led St. Louis Rams. Yeah. I think Josh McDaniels is a good a good coach, a good coordinator. I think he is too. But they the system stays the same, and and it gets probably more old school because they probably go back to twenty one with the fullback, and you know they'll have Jakob Johnson here mm-hmm. next year again, and like that's oh it, it's what you know that's kind of in line with Vrabel, right? Of what I would we just think like he to try do to that. do it different. Yeah, and, and Mike, to your to your point, like, and I don't think you're wrong about Vrabel. I like Vrabel. Probably not as much as you do, <laughs> but I, I like Vrabel a lot, yeah. and and I do think that he knows how to coach, yeah. and I do think he knows how to motivate. I just my personal feeling is just that I feel like he will try to build it in a way that I don't think you can go where you want to go. Yeah. You can but, win games, yeah, I, I th- and I but, think that they would win games. So I'm not, yeah, yeah. like this no, is I, I hear this what you're is saying. yeah, it, I, it's really I mean, does, not much yeah. of an argument because I love Vrabel but, but, so much. But again, yeah. all I'm saying about Josh McDaniels is that Kraft could be confident that he isn't going anywhere. No one's giving but, him a head coaching to, job. And so then I can bring in a guy like Vrabel because he doesn't have to worry about the offense and he doesn't have to worry about his coordinator leaving. The, the mm. thing that I'm struggling with this, Same though, thing with is, Mayo. is I feel like this puts the cart in front of the horse. This assumes that not only we're going to get a quarterback and an offensive coordinator that are good, but that they're going to have a ton of success and that it's going to be so good that someone's going to want to pluck him. Like I, Like, that's great. But I can't just assume like I have to hire from a point of we have to put the best and, you know, if it is successful, okay, that's going to happen to every team. They're going to get picked. But, you know, to to try to make this hire with saying we have to ensure like what if the guy sucks? (laughs) You know, you can't go anywhere for five years. Well, What if he sucks and he has to stay here for five years? You you don't know. know. You don't know. And now you're making the case for hiring a head coach who was also offensive mind no i don't care about that i feel like you have a coach that's flexible and can look the other other offensive people exist like they changed coordinators with lamar they tweaked it a little bit yeah it didn't work did. all the things you're saying but, are accurate mike I'm but you know arguing. you just have to show an openness and i think the, the problem is is that when you're we're kind of used to being closed-minded with the coaching staff that it can only be three different guys that have all been the offensive coordinator before that if you have an, a, a coach that is a little bit He's more not wrong about that either, very valid. You know, you can you can make moves, and if it is that great of a program that yeah. you've established, you're going to say, "Great, now we're going to give our quarterbacks yeah. coach." And Maybe if you ask me, like, like one Buffalo. thing, you know, about all of this that's bothering me the most, it's the last thing that that Mike just said. Like, we can't even talk about a guy for the GM who's never like right. cross paths with Foxborough, and I just think that you're so limiting yourself right. by not looking looking at all options. And, and at least with Vrabel, he hasn't coached here before. But every single guy who's been brought up has either coached here in the past or been part of the personnel department in the past. And right. I just have to think there are more ways to do this than just with guys yeah. that you right. And, and people say, at, oh, uh, well, Vrabel's employed. not really under the Belichick tree. He played enough under Belichick that his coaching style – got influenced yeah, that, and by that's Belichick, why i don't want you know? him yeah he's yeah. see to me he's i would just an, keep bill he's enough of the patriots but he's not like i feel like Vrabel's not going to try to beat bill Vrabel is just going to be Vrabel, the same guy well, you that know he that is, he's you know? his own man he is his even own man. while he was here so he's he would give it that back is to accurate bill. he's got yeah. a little of that patriots yeah. you know shine on him that we all you know we all saw why but it's not the he's just been sitting in here doing it bill's way the whole time certainly that influenced him but what's wrong with that i mean we all think bill's a great coach i mean so he's had a he's had a chance to work with different people. I mean, I just I'm I, I'm open to it. I think I yeah. think to me him with Mayo gets promoted to the DC. Keep that defensive continuity. Those guys had some crossover, and then you really have to think about the offensive side of the ball and put a, probably a new staff into place 
I would I would listen to arguments for let Bill O'Brien clean house and redo it his way. I might even listen to McDonald McDaniel's on that. My preference would be to have an all new offensive staff. Well, uh, I mean, I I agree with you a lot of your points, Mike. And I think the big thing too with Vrabel, along with the film familiarity with the organization, with the fan base, he's been a head coach before for years now. And I think that the succession from Belichick, it's just a little bit cleaner to have somebody that's been in the chair before than to have a Gerard Mayo or a Ben Johnson or somebody like that. That's just never done it before. That's a difficult situation to step into as a a brand new head coach is you're replacing Bill Belichick. And to your point, Vrabel's, uh, you know, I sometimes call it ego, uh, but his personality is so he's so like comfortable in his own skin that I don't think he's going to be rattled by the fact that he's Bill's successor. I don't think that's going to matter to him. And I think the last thing he's only 48 years old. So, you know, that I think Bill's age is a really big factor in all of this. He's 71 years old. You're drafting a quarterback. You think at third overall that you're hoping is going to be the quarterback for the next 10 years. How long is Bill Belichick going to coach that quarterback for? That's my thing. Whereas with Vrabel, he could coach that quarterback for the next 10 years if all goes well. So I, there's a lot of good arguments. I think Arthur Smith is a good offensive coach, too, that has worked with him in the past, like I mentioned. Oh, that's maybe, a good call, yeah. Maybe he's he just got fired by the, the Falcons. Maybe he's somebody that comes on the staff or maybe even is the offensive coordinator, uh, and that is different. They, he, Arthur Smith is more from the West Coast tree and, and does uh, run things differently offensively. So I, I think that there's, there's some different things that you would get from Vrabel, and I'm not totally – out on it i would probably prefer fred's route of the offensive minded guy but for the crafts i can see why this would just be a home run higher to them yeah all right it's the same pattern too of what Pete carroll was of what bill was guy who's coached before has some cachet same same kind of pattern. paul whispered to me that he's hungry so we're going to take a break (laughs) uh we'll be right back after this Get in on the action with DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the New England Patriots. New customers can download the DraftKings app now and play free for millions in prizes using code PATS. That's code PATS only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details iPhone 15 Pro on Verizon. This holiday trade in any iPhone in any condition for the new iPhone 15 Pro with titanium, Apple TV 4K, and six months of Apple One. All on us with unlimited ultimate. Go to your local Verizon store now. Six months of Apple One, then $10 per month. $999.99 device payment or full retail purchase with new smartphone line on unlimited ultimate plan required. Less $1,000 trade in slash promo credit applied over 36 months. Promo credit ends if eligibility requirements are no longer met. 0% APR. Apple TV 4K and Apple One offers require eligible phone purchase with activation on unlimited ultimate. Additional terms and conditions apply. Visit Verizon.com for details. What's up, everybody? Maddie here. Bill Belichick spoke with the media yesterday. Let's have a listen to what he had to say. All right, thank you. Um, well, I'll kind of follow up a couple things from yesterday. Um, you know, as I said, it was um, obviously a very disappointing season uh, all the way around. Um, players, coaches, staff, organization, you know, everybody's not not uh, anywhere close to what our standard and expectations are, so... Um, you know, obviously things that need to be fixed. Um, proud of the way the, the players and the team competed, um, but not, not the results, obviously, from any of us. Um, you know, start with me and, you know, all the way down to you know, everybody else that was involved in it. Um, I know we all feel the same way. So, um, I'm in a contract, um, do what I always do, which is, you know, every day I come in, work as hard as I can to help the team in whatever way I can. Uh, and so that's what I'm going to continue to do. 
Um, and, you know, today was kind of the wrap-up day for us with the players, um, we'll have a meeting with them, and and, uh, and then go from there. So as far as any, you know, decisions or direction or anything like that for next year is, you know, way too early for that. Um, End-of-the-year process is, you know, I don't think will be fundamentally any different from a, uh, you know, the standpoint of how it's done, um, the decisions, that's a whole other conversation, but um, how it's done, you know, I'll meet with Robert like I always do, um, meet with the staff, you know, meet with the personnel department, um, kind of recap the season, look at the big picture, and then look at some of the individual situations that are, um, you know, looming one way or another. So, but that's, you know, obviously a long, a long way off from where we are uh, right now. And so we'll start, you know, at the end of the day, putting the pieces back together in terms of, you know, setting things up to go through, a, you know, a good detailed analysis and, um, and to kind of, you know, start a reconstruction, if you will. We have more hands raised than we're going to have time for questions. I'm going to ask everyone to just ask one question. We'll move on to the next. If we get through the cycle here, we'll go back to you. But um, in all likelihood, we won't get all the way through this. We're going to start, and I'd ask you to turn on your cameras when you uh, ask the question. And I'm going to start with Mike Reese, followed by Andrew Callahan. Thank you, Stacy. Uh, good morning, Bill. I'm curious, how do you view the Patriots' current culture as established by ownership in terms of setting a coach up to succeed? Yeah, well, as I just said, I think we'll evaluate everything and, and um, you know, take a course that we feel like uh, collectively all puts us on the best path of success. Next question, Andrew Callahan, followed by Chris Ryan. Hey, good morning, Bill. You've mentioned your meeting with Robert Kraft. When is that scheduled for? Yeah, I'll leave all that out, Andrew. It's we, you know, might might be a series of meetings. I don't know. We'll deal with that internally. We've got a Chris Ryan followed by Dan Roach. Morning, Bill. Um, obviously, two years ago, this was a playoff team and appeared to be you know ascending. Um, in your view, how did the franchise you know get to this point, and what are the deficiencies that? you're looking at initially to uh, to clean up heading into next season. All right. Well, that's what I just talked about, Chris. We'll, you know, take a look at everything, both um, you know, the current situation, the current year, and, and if there's a trend or, you know, whatever we feel like we can do uh, collectively as an organization. Again, it's the same thing we've always done, just organizationally, figure out where we're going, what's our best path to get there. and. Um, you know, look at the previous results, which obviously this year weren't uh, very good, and you know, to chart a chart a course to to into the future. Thank you, Dan Roach, followed by Josh Brogadier. Good morning, Bill. Hey there. Uh, just a thought on what you were saying is how, how much you know it's one day after the season, but how much do you want to be here to fix this? And you often talk about your passion for coaching still being there. How much does that all factor into you just, you know, want to get this right here in New England after the year that you guys just had? 
Yeah, well, Dan, I just opened with that. And I'm going to do everything I can every day uh, to do the best I can to help our football team. That's what I've always done. Uh, it's never been any different for me in my career. I uh, learned that lesson from my dad growing up. Um, you work for the team that you're working for and do the best you can for it until somebody tells you different. So that's not going to change. Josh Brogadier, followed by Doug Tide. <clears throat> Josh, are you there? <coughs> you can hear me okay, Bill. Good morning. Wondering if you've given any serious thought to relinquishing the personnel, maybe some of the draft responsibilities, and coaching the team, which you were saying yesterday, is something you still really want to do. Yeah, I'm, look, I'm for whatever, um, you know, collectively we decide as an organization is the best thing to help our football team. And, you know, I have multiple roles in that, and I rely on a lot of people to help me in those uh, in those responsibilities. If somebody's got to have the final say, uh, I have it. I, I rely on a lot of other people to help, and you know, however that um, yeah, whatever that process is, you know, I'm, I'm only part of it. Thank you. Ty, followed by Dakota Ramos. <clears throat> Good morning, Bill. Have you received any indication from ownership that your future as head coach is up in the air? Yeah, I told you, I'm, I'm here to work as hard as I can to help our team every day. That's what I'm going to do. Dakota Randall, followed by Zach Cox. Hey, hey Bill, uh, with the season now over, I'm just wondering if you could offer um, an updated assessment of, of Mac Jones and, and whether, you know, you think he can be a, uh, a starting quarterback in this league? Yeah, as I said, we'll go through, you know, our offseason evaluations and all that right now. Um, you know, it's less than 24 hours after the Jets game, and you know, that's where all my focus was up until 4 o'clock yesterday. Uh, Cox, followed by Tyler Bronski. Morning, Bill. Now that the season is over, do you have any regrets about the way you assembled this team, or, or do you think the struggles were more due to to injuries and bad breaks and things like that? Yeah, I think we have some things that we can build on. I think there are some things that we need to to fix and, and change. Tyler Bronski, followed by Mark Daniels. And Bill. When players reflect on playing for you this season, after a tough year all around, what do you hope they say about you? Yeah. Well, I mean, look, we're all disappointed in the season, so that's, you know, I already talked about that. And, you know, as I said, every day I, I've come to work here and everywhere else, else I've worked, um, I've done the best that I could each, each and every day to help our football team. So that's what I've done. Mark Daniels, followed by Karen Gregan. Good morning, Bill. Um, in, in the event um, you are no longer the coach of the Patriots, would, would you be interested in coaching for another team as well? Yeah, I'm not going to get into a lot of hypothetical situations. Karen Gregan, followed by Ben Vaughn. <clears throat> Good morning, Bill. Um, would it surprise you in any way if uh, Robert Kraft decided that moving on 
from you would be best for the football team? Yeah, I'm going to focus on what I am going to control and focus on, and that's, you know, my work ethic and my, um, you know, effort to do what I can to help the Patriots organization, which I'm heavily invested in. Thank you. Try to get in these last four questions and give everybody a chance to ask one. So it's Ben Volan, uh, Phil Perry. Good morning, Bill. Um, your handling of Mac Jones this year was uh, pretty unusual. He, he got benched four times and still started the next week, three of them. And then yesterday he was made the third string quarterback. I was wondering if you could explain just why the handling of Mac Jones this year. Why was he getting his job back, the starting job back so many times, and why was he made third string yesterday? Yeah, um, yeah. I just look. We've talked about it, Ben. I wouldn't characterize it anywhere close to the way you have. Uh, we've covered that before, so we'll deal with everything else going forward. Perry, followed by Duke Castiglione. Bill, are you there? Back to Phil, Duke Castiglione, followed by Michael Hurley. Good morning, Bill. Uh, just to follow up on that uh, personnel question, if Robert came to you and said, I just want you to coach the football team, would you be okay with that? Yeah, I just answered that question, dude. So Michael Hurley, and then give Phil Perry another chance. Hey, Bill, I know you're asked something similar, but when you go back to April, May, June, heading toward training camp. Did you think this team, as constructed with the roster and the coaching staff, was built to contend for a playoff spot and maybe a championship? Yeah, well, the, the moves that we made, uh, you know, given the options that we had, we felt like we do was best for the football team uh, each time. Obviously, the results aren't, aren't good. Um, some of those things were, I think, positive. Um, some of them didn't work out as well as we hope they would uh, and there were other circumstances and in, in some of the other decisions as well so we'll go back and look at all of them and and um you know and again look forward to you know working towards uh you know solutions and, and things that will improve our team bill perry check your audio again if you can hear me now bill come on um Nicole's. Got you. We've got okay. you. Thank you. Well, I just wanted to clarify something with you. There's been a lot of reporting that, that you and Robert have not met during the course of the season. Is that true? Is it just that you haven't met to talk about your future? How frequently are have you guys been in communication over the course of the season? We've met during the season. And have they given the, the public nature of the discussion around the team and you specifically? Um, so are we doing a follow-up here, Stacey? I don't understand what's, what's the answer to the question. Just wondering if he's given you any indications about your future because there's been so much discussion about it, Bill. Yeah, uh, I'd answer that question three times, Phil. Thank you, Coach. Thanks, everyone. When someone accidentally threw away the school play costumes... Oh, no. Replacements were shipped with FedEx. And with picture proof of delivery, everyone could focus on the perfect opening night. FedEx, where now meets next. For residential delivery only. 
And now, great moments in history. I remember one game, our other editor, Brian Morey, was out for some reason or something. Paul had to do, like, everything himself. I don't think he was out. He was writing a book. <laughs> oh. And, uh... You know, I was as the night, I was frazzled that as week. the night progressed, like a different article of clothing would come off. By the <laughs> end of the night, he's totally right. Paul's in his undershirt. I swear <laughs> to God, he's sweating. He's like a he's tie on his head. He's like. just trying to get everything done. It was so, like, thanks a lot, Brian. Yeah. Fred, he was, he's Fred exaggerates box. a lot of things about me. He is not exaggerating. He's in his boxes One and his underwear. Oh, like, man. You know, oh my God. That's another great moment from. There's no time like playoff season to score big on the latest recliners, entertainment centers, and sofas from Bob's. Revamp your rec room ahead of the big game with everything you need to sit back, relax, and snack your way through the Super Bowl. Make every Sunday a Super Sunday with Bob's Discount Furniture, the official furniture store of the New England Patriots. All right. Uh, 855-PATS-500 is the Ace Ticket Hotline web radio. At Patriots.com is the email address. We did have breaking news during the show, but it was Mike Frabel being fired from the Tennessee Titans. And, of course, like any other free agent that comes in the market, Patriots fans immediately say, Patriot? Yeah, he's going to be on this team. I'm curious what the overall uh, sentiment is from from the fan base, especially those who maybe, you know, weren't as invested in 01, 03, 04, those early years when really Mike Frabel made his, you know, like we have a special place for him, but, you know, I wonder how a lot of the – 2010s fans feel Mike, about that probably all not. Patriots fans have been on board since week three of 2001 oh right like that's yeah. <laughs> well but speaking that's, of, you know t- yeah. truthfully though because I won't tell you how old I was when they won back then but I was not very old right so like really I identify yeah. with the 2010s teams yeah. you know Gronkowski yeah. Edelman ob- obviously Brady was both but I, I Vrabel to me uh what, it was all about leadership, right? Like I didn't really know enough about football to know like what he was good at football wise, but uh, he was always one of those like no nonsense, like locker room police, like type of guys that like you just felt like the, the locker room was going to never be out of hand with guys like Vrabel and guys like McGinnis and guys like Harrison, like Brewski, you know, in that locker room. And I feel like that that's how he kind of coaches too, or yeah. even if they're not a very good team like this year, at least they, they do, they're the doing end. the yeah. right things as an organization with him. Yeah. Yep. All right, let's get to the phones, get everybody involved here. Patty's in Aguam. What's up, Patty? What's up, guys? I'll make it quick because I know my band's loud. Uh, Fred, real quickly, the party didn't want to honor that lifetime contract, but the girl that does the music, you get, you have to offer a, a lifetime contract. Yeah. And just going to, going to what Bill said yesterday, in his press conference, I, I felt like he was contrite a little bit, but uh, just kind of like what Polly brought up, like I feel like he fired some preemptive strikes across the media at Kraft, like I'm under contract, yep. and like uh, maybe I'm reading too much into things, but when he said collectively, to me, I think that's why you're seeing some of these retreads, like McDaniels or Capioli's name pop up, like, you know what, I'll, I'll agree to give up some power, but it's going to be on my terms, and I, at, at this point still, I think the best position is just to move on and that's all i got i'll listen to the rest of the show up here i think all right thanks patty yeah i mean there's no doubt that what he said was calculated everybody heard the i'm under contract line i mean that was i think the siren to everyone i mean anything you turned on the radio yesterday that's what they were talking about it was you know certainly by design i mean it's it's yeah absolutely it was was by design but i also thought that it did 
address the elephant in the room right off the top, which is that there is a question of whether or not he's going to be the head coach here next year. Like yeah. it, last year, he's not talking about those types of things because there's no doubt that right. he's going to be the head coach. Right. And I thought after the game on Sunday, even when he said, you know, as for the future, Robert and I will, will have, we'll meet like we always do and yada, yada, yada. He didn't say that at the end of press year press conference last year or two years ago. Right. Like it's, and just to add a little context to that, I don't know what the timing was exactly, but there's actually a possibility that when he had the the, the season ender last year that he wasn't under contract. Yeah. Mm. I mean, based on some of these reports, when they added a year, like, I, I don't know if he was already under contract or if it was a two-year extension. or I, what. Yeah, I Who think, knows? I, think, I he, think it was probably already under contract and they added right. a year to, to that. Right. I mean, but no, it, it's kind of unclear, like, because the original rap report um, – Multiple was yeah. was multiple years, right? Yeah, right. That's I think the first time I ever heard the word contract come out of his mouth. That wasn't right. I'm not going to talk about my contract like that. And he, you know, That's volunteered true. it. Like you've never heard yeah. him yeah. bring it, that up. It was up. him acknowledging his mortality. That like he yeah. could that he could be fired. Like yeah. he couldn't. He might not be here. And I thought that that the GM comment I kind of agree with 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 Paul that's that's not exactly what he said but that those comments I felt like he just kind of he was letting you know yeah. I'm under contract. I'm going to do what I always do. I, I, Until the key card doesn't work anymore. Right? He's he's acknowledging that there's a chance that they, they're going to tap him on the shoulder and say, okay, you don't need to be watching that film with a college kid anymore. Right. The other thing he <laughs> said that I thought was interesting, he said, you know, we'll have a series of meetings. Yeah. And the way I took that is whatever they're doing, it's not going to be settled in one meeting. This is going to be complicated. Yeah. And well, as it is for but, all the reasons we've laid but out. But now it is today uncomplicated. <laughs> for, for craft maybe, yeah. What? I don't know. You mean like Vrabel? Mm-hmm. Yeah, now that he's, you know. Oh, I, I mean, I would hope not. I would hope the Vrabel thing has nothing to do with it. Yeah. It's so like you're not thinking he's going to, like, he's, now he's going to fire him, but he wasn't going Vrabel, to. Yeah. Like, I would hope that wouldn't be the case. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I said, I would rather just just keep Bill. Yeah, I feel you're like do it that the, way. the med- series of meetings are one or two things. Either they're mapping out how Bill can stay, but we can still have major changes to the organization with Bill because there has to be changes. Right. Or they're mapping out the exit strategy of how we're going to present this to the public that yep. you're leaving. And yep. either way can be complicated. Yep. Right. Yep. Yeah. Uh, let's go to Manny in New Bedford. What's up, Manny? Hey, what's going on, guys? Hey. Uh, two quick things. Um, one, uh, I'm not really sold on Bill uh, leaving this year. I, I feel like Kraft isn't really trying to start all over for the second time again. And uh, number two, how, how would you guys feel if uh, Nick Casario was still around um, and he was able to kind of make that final say on, like, player personnel? Do you feel like Patriots would be kind of like a playoff contender team? Thanks, guys. Okay, so I think what he's saying is if Nick had final say, would the team be better? I think Nick drafted Nikhil Harry. Yeah. So I, I, I don't know. But I just to – this was like mini news, so I didn't really not variable big. Yeah. But he went on a radio show in Houston and like went like scorched earth on the report that he would come back to New England. Yeah. So I don't think Nick Casario is not an option. No, I don't think it is either. Why would he leave? But that's I don't. Is that what he's saying? I I'm no, just putting he was it saying out. Saying if he was still here and yeah. he was drafting, right. I, I still think I credit and blame Bill for all of these moves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even like it, the even, ones that are, the ones that work. I credit Bill. The ones that don't, I blame Bill. Yeah. I don't pick and choose. It's the best way to operate, but I, you know, but I can't help but think, you know, how much does Nick Casario have? How much does Matt Groh have? Like, 
how much are they setting the table for what Bill picks? You know, like, no exactly. question. We blame Bill. I totally agree to with Evan's Paul. point, I think Casario probably had a lot to do with Harry. But, they're, you know, but so, you it's know, hard to parse out from pick. the outside. But, you know, you don't really blame Casario and say, I don't want him back because of that. Yeah. Because it probably was filtered through Bill as well. But, but, you know, but he's like still he, part but of the But I do process. think he was part of an uninspired uh, series of same, drafts. Same with yep. the last few. Well, same with the last I mean, few. I know it's, it's you know, further back in terms of, you know, the draft history of Belichick. But the whole Rutgers era, I, I – Sincerely doubt these co- these scouts lined up these Rutgers players and said, "Bill, you need to draft these guys." <laughs> right. That, that was yeah. all Bill. It's like, what's it down here, you Rutgers? Know, yeah. Well, I, you <laughs> know, they all work. I always, the way I feel like it works with the draft with the with the front office is like I kind of imagine like Deuce and I make our big boards and then you hand the big boards to Bill and then Bill is like, "I want that guy," and I'm, and we're like, eh, like I kind of like this guy better, and he's like. No. Well, I watched all fifty of the guys you told me to watch, and I like this guy the best, and that's the guy we're taking. Right. Yeah. And like and that. Meanwhile, like AJ Brown wasn't on the list. I mean, it's a stupid right, like, example, but you know what I mean. Like but, somebody got left off. We wouldn't. You know. Right. But like in 2019, I had Nikhil Harry on my big board. Yeah. I would have taken AJ Brown over Nikhil Harry, but I acknowledge the fact that Nikhil Harry was a, a first, you know, mid first, second round guy that was in the that was you know a fit and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And they, I watched it and said, you know, I kind of like AJ Brown a little bit better, Debo Samuel a little bit better. And they watched it and said that they liked Nikhil Harry. And like at the time, I you can't kill him for it because they were all kind of clustered in that one little area. But now in hindsight, it's like, oh wow, that was a horrible yeah. pick. Yeah. I'll, okay, I'll but how a, do you explain Cole Strange? Yeah, I was going to say I'll give like, you like a. An honest assessment. I, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't hate the pick. I didn't hate the Harry pick when they made it. I didn't hate it. No, nobody hated it. But and that's where he uh, was projected to go. Yeah, but a lot of people said that then he's got separation problems, and that was. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, th- there would have been other guys I would have chosen, yeah. but I didn't hate the pick because that's where everybody thought he was going to go. But I think late the, first, early second. I think the problem with Bill is that the scouts will say, "Okay, here are our." six tackles are our six tight ends that we think are good and these are the ones you should look at bill and so he sits down and looks at it but he doesn't stop at like oh this guy's the best it's eh, they're all about the same oh but this guy comes from uh, a program whose coach i like we'll take him absolutely not see but i'll tell you what else and, and i think the, he does and then the scouts way. are like pulling the hair but out i'll tell you what else we i think rank he does. these guys for you and you're taking the sixth rank guy instead of the first yeah. rank so he's like, yeah, they're uh, they're close enough. He, mm-hmm. I, I, the other thing I think that that he does in particular and believes strongly, and he, he's had some success with it, is that, that he'll take that group, and he'll and, and all of a sudden the pick will come up, and, and all six of them will be available. He won't take any of them. I'll trade down yeah. because now he says, well, the, I, yeah, the, I can the, get the same guy. They're later. all the same. Why should I take him at fifty when I can get him at seventy? No, and, and one of those six will still be I available at I seventy. I don't, and I just think that's the wrong way to go. Well, about it. I don't completely disagree with that if it's true, but I think the scouts pull their hair out because they don't right. think that that's no, true. No, I they, know Bill yeah. thinks it's true. I know, but recent, not not that recent anymore. Mike, easy. <laughs> Ten years will tell you that he hasn't really been right with that. No, I know that right. strategy. But, but I think overall. That strategy to me makes sense. If you've got a group of guys that you all think are the same, you can get any one of them later. It makes sense to right. pick up more. But assets. I think most people would tell you they're never the same. No, somebody's yeah. your favorite. Someone's yeah. better. Yeah. Someone's yeah. better than the others. Someone is better than the others. But I, I think that their their issue also too is just uh, they've drafted more on need 
recently at the top of the draft than I think they I feel like they used to. Like immediate what's our biggest need on the depth chart. Yeah. And I had to go back to the Cole Strange thing. In twenty twenty two they felt like guard was the biggest need on the depth chart. Like if we had to play a game tomorrow, our biggest hole on this roster is guard. And they either Bill liked Cole Strange the best or they had, you know, a couple guards had already come off the board. You know, Zion Johnson, some other players had already come off the board. So maybe they had Cole Strange as like the third or fourth best guard in the draft. And even though they might have had a second round grade on him, and, they and drafted where did, him where did Cole either. Strange go to school? Chattanooga, UT Tennessee. Chattanooga. Yeah. Hmm. 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 Yeah, Tennessee. Hmm. Tennessee. There's not a, there's not a not lot of, of there's not a lot of bill ties to you teach. No, <laughs> no, but there's there's ties to Tennessee. Just because the, the whole state. I'll bet you the whole store got he, the flu. I'll, I'll bet you he met the head coach. Uh, oh God. I'll bet he's met a lot of head coaches. He doesn't draft guys from every one of them. He loves Elvis. Tennessee. Big Elvis. Where's guy. the Where's the Arkansas uh, high school guy nowadays? Oh yeah, the no punt guy. The guy doesn't punt. You got to ask Hunter. He Henry. loves that guy. Yeah, right. Uh, to, to get back to Frable, a lot of people are sharing the the quotes from his Hall of Fame. Patriots Hall of Fame ceremony and you do wonder you know with this statement from the Titans about collaborative and all this stuff like him coming here sitting in the owner's box with Robert Kraft and then gushing about the Patriots organization and saying that it's not like this everywhere else like those types of shots that he was taking at the Titans I feel like might have set the stage for for all of this especially the only other places you know is Ohio State and Tennessee yeah other than the Patriots Houston and Houston right you're right yeah so uh, let's go to Melvin in Tennessee. What's up, Melvin? What's up, y'all? What's going on? Do you know Bill Belichick? Does Bill talk to you? Uh, unfortunately, I, I don't. I haven't. Unfortunately, you I give don't. him a piece of your mind. Sweet kid, you could draft better. Uh, no, nah, I'll leave that to Eldridge. <laughs> um, I got a quick. I'm gonna change the subject for a second. Um, I was wanting to know what what. Which one of the number one seeds in the playoffs do you feel like has more, um, I guess, more pressure on them? Would you all feel like the Ravens have more with the, you know, MVPs and all the pressure coming with Lamar in this most recent game? But the 49ers have been knocking at the door for a while. So yeah, I feel they, San Francisco, you know, yeah. You say San Francisco? I think yeah. there's a lot of individual pressure on Lamar Jackson, but, like, Harbaugh's already a made man. He's already won a Super Bowl. Like, I don't know if there's necessarily pressure on the organization, but Lamar has a ton of pressure to succeed in the playoffs. He yeah. hasn't had a playoff run. He's won I agree. one playoff game in his career, and it was against a, it was like a bad – was it the Titans? It might have been the Titans. It was against a bad team. Uh, that Do you feel Brock Purdy has any – pressure that he puts on himself to prove that I can do this in yeah. the biggest stage. Yeah, I think uh, both Evan is wrong. I think <laughs> both of the one seeds, um, by the way, an offensive explosion without him last week. Um, I think both one seeds um, have a lot of pressure. I agree with, with both Melvin and, and Evan. I just feel like at Shanahan has been like considered the wonder king for like how long? Yeah. I mean, how long without winning anything? Right. Like, everybody says they have the model franchise. They have all the talent in the world. They have all the elements in place and on top of all that they have this just outside the box wonderful thinker who's never won anything yeah. i think there's more pressure I, on San Francisco. i so agree especially yeah, jimmy just, g hits that pass yeah. in the super bowl he's won yeah, something yeah. right yeah. At, at least the 49ers if they come up short of the super bowl and you know if my aunt it'll had be considered balls, a failure should be right? you know my they have to at least get to the super bowl i, I just yeah. remember with those patriots teams like you have to make the most of when you have this talent much talent together in one place and you know if you don't win the super bowl everyone's going to forget about you and i mean they don't have it at quarterback rubber stamp everything paul said but you know a lot of pressure 
it's just for the organization. Like, you know, it's, 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 you know, yeah. next year you might have Christian McCaffrey is, I mean, he's a free agent anyways, or maybe not for a couple of years, but oh. somebody, a couple know. of those guys, I but think they're going to eventually, they're going to lose some guys. Cause they're just going to want to get, they'll, they'll lose money. some guys on the edges, right? Yeah. Like I'm sure they'll be able to retain all the stars if they pay for it, but it's going to be, yeah. you know, the, 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 whoever's the Jelani Tavai of the 49ers, like those types of players. Yeah, as are the million dollar to... man says, everybody's got a price. Yeah. Like you can't just pay every, I mean, you can fit them all in if you want. Right. But you can't just like pay, every, everybody's Fred got Warner, a budget. Like is, is yeah. just Drake Greenlaw become a guy that, you know, goes yeah. Someone, elsewhere yeah, or something They're going like to lose pieces. Thanks, Melvin. Um, and I do think that Baltimore has a lot of pressure. They do. Of, like I think the Lamar thing is real and Harbaugh is real. Like Harbaugh, had, like that was 2012. It's a yeah. long time ago yep. that he won. Yeah. Uh, Todd's in North Carolina. What's up, Todd? Hey, guys. Hey. Still do us a solid. I read Evan's article, and I was watching the play on the field for the last game, and it just looked like the defense was kind of vanilla. It didn't look like they did too much, and the offense was kind of the same way. It looked like they were just showing up, punching their cards, and, you know, a couple guys may have been trying, but even you guys said by halftime you couldn't pick out anybody for your good list for the post game show. So did, did maybe they just pull back? Fairness, a I couldn't pick team. out anybody for my bad list well, either. I don't know if you heard. Did well, you hear the beginning of the no. show, Todd? Pardon me. Yeah. Did you hear the beginning of the show? Unfortunately, no. I was queued up. To yeah. So fun yeah. because of early dismissal. So I apologize. No. So Evan did address it, and he he agrees with you. He he thought that the defense, in particular, yeah, not offense. Yeah, the defense. They threw the ball thirty-seven times. Yeah, looked looked like they were a little bit too vanilla for his liking. And and right. and I like and vanilla ice cream. I have to article. say. Yeah. Evan, now, my know. other question is, what about the hardball with Michigan? Would you touch him, or is there just too much baggage? With oh, I, I would, but he's not coming here. Yeah. No? I think yeah. the, the problem with uh, with Harbaugh that I find okay. interesting for the Patriots is if he were to come here, the amount of people that he would want to hire. <laughs> like, they, like, like, you know, college teams don't run like NFL teams. Like, college teams, their coaching staffs are like 50 people, right? And it's it, it would be so different from what it is now where Bill has, like, the smallest coaching staff in the NFL and the smallest front office in the NFL. It would be a completely different operation totally. And is that something that, that they would really want to do? I would do it in a blink. I don't think he'd have any interest in coming here. Um, but I do right, think that so. I, I do think the Chargers and Raiders. I would keep an eye on those two. Does his offense concern you like Vrabel's? Who Harbaugh? Harbaugh has been great with a uh, whole bunch of different offenses. Yeah, I think he's innovative. He's had a whole bunch of different kinds of offenses. Right now at Michigan, he runs a, a ground-oriented attack. That's not what he ran in San Francisco. It's not what he ran at Stanford. Right. He. Uh, Marty in Reno writes in at webradio at patriots.com. Any chance of you guys setting up a webcam so Patriots fans can see the white smoke from the top of the stadium lighthouse tower when the crafts make a decision on Bill? <laughs> I saw Brian Hines make one of those jokes. That's pretty good. We've been making that joke, yeah. so he stole it. Oh, did he? Oh. No, I'm just kidding. I, it, it's been a group, group joke. Group joke. <laughs> um, also, was I the only one surprised that the refs didn't call adult protective services on the Michigan defense for the abuse and hits they dished out Oof. on the elderly Penix last night. Those guys are tough. I, I like them. Yeah. It was a tough tough night for, for Penix. That Michigan defensive coaching staff, too. So the, the Ravens defensive coordinator, MacDonald, was their, their defensive coordinator before 
and then he went to the NFL. Now he's probably going to be a head coach in the NFL. Huh. And now their current defensive coordinator is getting talked about as a head coaching candidate also. Or so Don Brown. I was just going to say. And my guy, my Northeastern guy, Don Brown. But they, they run a really, mass. Like, really, really uh, modern, exotic pressure system. Uh, you got to have smart guys like my Everett defensive backs. <laughs> yeah, he made, San he made a play Stillen. last night. Right? A play. Oh, it was yeah. unbelievable. He's all over the place. It's yeah. an unbelievable tackle on that third down, too, yeah. earlier in the game. I saw that one. Uh, Solman uh, in the Josiah Bay Area. Stewart also from Everett. Yeah. Solman in the Bay Area. To say it was disappointing season is an understatement. If you told me this team would not make the playoffs, I would believe it five months ago. But if you told me this team would only win four games, I would have fallen out of my chair. I appreciate what Bill has done for the team, six Super Bowls, would not have happened without him, but his personnel decisions have been disastrous. My feeling on the status of Bill is the longer we do not hear from the organization on parting ways, the more likely he's going to be the Patriots head coach next season. And when I read the McDaniels rumor, I just laughed out loud. Yeah. Well, I mean, isn't that kind of like... Obviously... If they don't announce that he's not coming back, the chances <laughs> he's going to just keep staying until they announce it. Right? Like the longer it takes, he's still here. He's still here. <laughs> uh, Shadi from Houston. Why is this organization run like a top secret federal agency? No one ever knows anything, and everything is always mysterious. Season is over, and other teams are already setting up interviews with GMs and head coaches, while we have no clue what the next step will be. I understand Bill's obses- obsession with the art of war and books about war. But can we just be a normal sporting franchise for one week? Well, to be fair, there other these other teams like hire, firing Arthur Smith is not the same as firing Bill Belichick, right? Mm-hmm. Like so to yeah. in terms but of why? Like, because it just isn't. But like, why? Because he's the greatest coach of all time. I know, but if you're gonna fire him, just fire him. I, like I, why? Like I do don't it understand. Nicely. Say it nicely. If you want to keep him, then announce it's, it that you're keeping you, him. Like I get it. It's like way one way more, or the other. It's way more complicated than that. Uh, I, I don't I think, think it should be. I think we're day two. They're I think we complicate yeah. things. That's what we do. I don't know. I feel I understand that it's like the optics and and the fact that it has to be at least handled correctly. Like fire. I I understand why all that stuff should have been put in place. Like whatever maybe, your decision should have been. Maybe, but maybe Bill said I want to finish out coaching the team and like I'm not gonna get into this right now. I don't know. Like okay, if there's a like we woke up at 8 a.m. on yeah. Monday morning and the Falcons had announced that they fired Arthur Smith. I understand why the Patriots didn't do that for the greatest coach of all time that won six Super Bowls for the organization. I can understand that if they're keeping him. I understand it both yeah. ways. But no. I don't understand why you can't just make I mean, an announcement at eight o'clock on Monday. Morning. It was respectful to keep him the entire season long because honestly, after the Saints game or even after Germany, most coaches would have been fired with that whole situation that was happening. And so for me, it's like you had all season long to prepare this like cute letter to the fans, letter to the to the whole statement. You had all season long to. Prepare. I would argue if you want to keep him, like I'm not going to tell you you're wrong. Like yeah. I just don't think it's that complicated. Like it's not. You've had all this time to sort of decide which way you want to go. I, and that no, just let us know which way the, you decided. The whole like, football operations is him. Like the scouting staff, the the personnel guys, the coaching staff. This like so, Burge. Like you know, like no, there's like a million I, people that are affected by this. I know, and no, like, but none of that has changed since you made your decision. I'm just saying that the infrastructure, like laying an infrastructure of a football operations for 24 years, is a lot different than the Falcons for three with it, Arthur Smith. It's a lot to unravel. That's why it didn't happen yeah. last year. I, I think that, last I mean, year it didn't that's happen. why you sent a, a letter to season ticket holders instead of making a, a drastic move. Yeah. I think it didn't happen last year because they gave him a mulligan. 
They said, all right, you got one year. Yep. All right, and now you've had one year. I agree. I'm not disagreeing that the decision, I just understand why you have to handle it differently. Well, and I also think Robert Kraft worries about PR. Right. And And I I think that you should worry just about what you think is right Mm -hmm. and do the best you can. No one's perfect. None None of us has ever gone through life without making mistakes. And no one's expecting Robert Kraft to be any more perfect than anybody else. Yeah, but... You don't want to be cold with this guy. Oh, but yeah. it's not cold, Fred. I, I, I think it's actually, if if you, in, in, in fact, move on, isn't it better for him to just, like, no? Like, that's not, I don't think that's cold at all. No. And I think it's better for, like, his support staff who was yes. here in limbo, like, okay, should I be selling yeah, my house? Should yeah. I be Evans Court, there's like, a lot of people, like, yeah. involved. Yeah. People and they all families. deserve to know as quickly as yeah. they can. So yeah. then they Which can is why I think the Raiders allowed, back to that Carmen Brasillo thing, they allowed the uh, him to interview with another job even though it's a lateral move yeah he's the offensive uh, the offensive line coach for the Raiders and they're allowing him to interview for the Giants for the same position because there's uncertainty as to what's going to happen with the Raiders I just think that I, I said earlier that it's one of two things either they're trying to hash out an yeah. exit strategy or they're trying to hash out how they can keep bill and, and yeah. make changes right and that's why I wonder if it's the keep bill and make changes is we're still trying to figure out is that even feasible like how would that look what would be bill's pitch what would be ownership's pitch and is there a middle ground there that we actually think could could work that in that i don't think would have been hashed out when they're game planning for the bills like i just don't like i whether they needed to win the game or not is is besides the point like you that's deep that's, like you yeah, can't right. just like that, and I, I i would just counter with if he didn't want to talk about this because he was game planning with the Bills, then, well, I tried, Bill. <laughs> I tried. Yeah. So, like, again, eight, Monday comes around. Yeah. You're more I, 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 land, I land more on, uh, on the side of the complication of whatever it will be rather than, like, a respect factor of, mm-hmm. I mean, I hear, like, as far as the respect, I, like, I hear, I find it respectful in a way to say, look, it's over. We're not going to drag you through the mud. But I just, I think when we find out what is happening either way, it might be a little bit more clear. Wow, there were a lot of moving pieces for them to execute. Whether he's staying, whether he's going, and that's why. Yeah. But it's Tuesday. I mean, you know, I, I, yeah, I still, I'm not, I still I'm not out of, of I'm not out of my mind. No, yet. I mean, you know, if we get to Friday and, and we're like, we don't know. Paul who wants the coach to do the show on Thursday with an answer. The, yeah, mm-hmm. that's, that's fair. That's, that's probably fair. accurate. Yeah, yeah. I there think if the week went by and there was nothing, I, I think I would probably feel differently. Yeah, and I, just to re re up what Mike just said, like I. I know it probably doesn't sound it, but there, there, I have the utmost amount of respect for Bill Belichick, yeah. the coach. I, I, I really do. I know sometimes it probably doesn't sound that way because I question some things that he does, and who am I to, to, to do that? And I, I get that, but I, I don't think you'd, you'd be hard-pressed to find anybody that thinks more of him as a coach than I do, and I mean that. Like, I think he's a great coach, not overrated, not just good. He was a great coach for this team for 24 years. Yeah. Uh, John in California, I was firmly in the Bills got to go, let's tank school. But yesterday, Bill changed everything by doing what the entire PU team and everyone else said would never happen. He said he'll accept a different role to stay with the team. <laughs> Get that, him, Paul. Get him, Paul. That's the game changer. And maybe it works. We all agree Bill is a great coach, terrible GM. Gerard Mayo has spearheaded a great defense. Peoli and McDaniels are circling. We have the number three draft pick for our franchise quarterback. So now Run there is back. an everyone wins redemption story option on the table. Bill is coach, Scott Pioli is GM, Josh is OC, Gerard is DC. The crafts miraculously drawing on the old as they change to the new. 
and the Patriots instant contenders against the fading AFC East. I can't believe I'm saying this, but I'm in. Fading AFC East. Fading AFC East. Yeah. Pretty good football game on Sunday night between the real Two class. fading teams. Yeah. Um, can I can I just ask, um, you know, I, I'll just repeat that Bill did not say what you said that he said. Um, he said he'd be open mm. to uh, doing what's in the best interest of the team. He did not say he would be uh, willing to give up his personnel powers. Yeah. Well, I'm also not interested is in that, coaching is that someone's with somebody music? else's play. Wait, am I hearing someone's music play? That would be yours. Someone coming in? <laughs> coming coming to us from the world wide What is it? <laughs> w- <laughs> WWE. World. What does that stand for? World, world Wrestling, Wrestling Entertainment. Entertainment is Megan Morant. What's up, Megan? Hey. Oh, be, my God. Hello, you guys. Is there anything going on this week? No. Oh. You tell us. Quiet, quiet, quiet postseason week um, in Foxborough. Huh? I, I was going to say, well, what, you know, what spurred you to call today? I mean, there's, like, nothing going on no. as it relates to the Patriots, so I figured you guys just needed someone to call in and spice things up. Oh, yeah. You missed a good season, Meg. No, this is when the season starts, dude. I am <laughs> locked in on what's going on right now. I set an alarm yesterday to watch Belichick's presser. Oh, so, so let me ask you a question. In, in the wrestling world, there's a thing called work. You know, Morning, you're, you're being worked. Are we being worked here, or is, is this a done deal? What do you think? I don't know. I mean, sometimes I always think when it comes to the Patriots, I'm like, this is the work. Are they setting us up for something, right? I feel like Bill would be an amazing heel, don't you? And I kind of feel like he's always working us. Yeah. <laughs> She's in the biz now. <laughs> oh, yeah. So how's it going over there? Um, it's going great. I just did a show right now, and then I have like an hour before um, a production meeting. So I was tuning in to you guys because obviously we all want to know what's going to happen by Friday. Is Bill staying? Is he going? Who's going to be the next coach? Brable was just fired. I just feel like it's too obvious <laughs> if we go Vrabel, right? Oh, Way is. too obvious Vrabel or Mayo. And then I'm like, am I seriously really believing right now that Bill Belichick's going to be out? Like, I, I believe it, but I won't will totally believe it until it happens. Right, right. Did you what watch many we- games this year? You might believe <laughs> it. Yeah. <laughs> I was um, Red Zone Meg this year. I, I saw the Paul every weekend. Yeah. And, you know, Red Zoned it up. What would your great aunt be saying about all this? Oh, my, no, my grandmother? Oh, your grandmother. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, she would be like, Jesus, you really think they'll let that man walk out? <laughs> Six Super Bowl titles. Oh, my God. Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, he was the most accomplished coach in the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> hey Nana, watch back-to-back possessions on offense, and then get back to me. <laughs> right. So, well, what do you guys think is going to happen? I mean, I think we're all, un, you know, under the impression that the time has come. Yeah, and the crafts I agree mean, with that. Mean, yeah. Yeah. But does it really happen? Yeah, I think well, so. I don't know. Yeah. They're not. You know, I. It's not like when you were here, and they used to tell you. You stuff. know, Megan, my my thing is like. I can't imagine that they haven't made a decision, and if they, if they, if they're going to keep him, why would they let him dangle out there for all this time? I mean, these rumors have been going on for a while, and you know, all Robert Kraft would have had to do was say hey, he's staying, and that would have ended it, but he didn't. So, you know, I, that to me tells me that it, it's over. And as Fred always tells us, watch what they do. 
right? In this case, they didn't do anything. Yeah. I think that's a poem. Yeah. That's okay. Well, we are witnessing historic times, guys. So I just had to give you a buzz because um, we are all patiently awaiting the drop of something, right? I don't know when it's going to happen, but I imagine by Friday we'll know something. Okay. Well, thanks for calling in. It's good to hear your voice. Thanks, Meg. Say hi to A-Dog. Miss you. See you later. Megan from the WWE. The worldwide. Megan, Moran, O'Brien. Yeah, I don't know what last name to use for her, you know, because she's not on air right now. A couple Irish ones and one made up one. (laughs) Yeah. But, yeah. Called in as Morantz Connolly. Morantz Connolly. All right. I mean. I think she's back in the Northeast, too. Yeah. Yeah. Connecticut. Uh, a little Connecticut. Uh, more on Vrabel that I feel like is, oh, yeah. is uh, relevant. Uh, the Titans believed, is from Diana Rossini, the Titans believed oh. trading Vrabel was too complicated and would take too long. Per sources, they wanted to move on quickly. I was told Vrabel never asked ownership for a trade or asked out of Tennessee, but I thought it was interesting that they felt like trying to trade him, even if he had value, was going to take too long, and it kind of relates yeah. to they tried to trade bill like that's kind of the same thing yeah could you imagine like some i thought off the table now but like i was wondering if there was a world where they trade for each coaches other for each other like you swap coaches has yeah. that ever happened before i i don't know no. uh did uh no i don't know how funny bill does like tennessee from what i've heard <laughs> sneaky early someone told you that early in this earlier in the show sneaky yeah. negative deuce right there <laughs> taking a shot at the boss it's all right it's all right, it's all right. we'll see i'm not gonna get mad i got something i'm not mad if you want i'm not mad this one's for mike thank you there you go that's a good i like uh it. it's honestly fantastic i mean it's, it's really well ridiculous no, no. they're, way, too, they're way too good. talented to be wasting time making a show about me but but ridiculous okay but here you. we go and every like it's oh that's just, that was my favorite unbelievable that was my favorite really good um, it, that might be better than the mike is back from practice oh of course song. it is come on fred of course. <laughs> it might be better than I, that. i'm willing it's to say it's newer. better and it's yeah. that's my song it's just newer yeah it's newer it's, i don't know it's different uh jonah says i can appreciate Vrabel's defensive coaching acumen and tough team building ideology however that is going backwards the patriots need an offensive head coach if they move on from bill and should make gerard dc if they can draft opinions drake may isn't good enough to be the patriots quarterback as nc state has shown the last two years i acknowledge i'm biased First pick should be a quarterback. If not, then it should be uh, offensive tackle, even though we need a wide receiver. And he wants to know which second wide receiver do you like? I'm a fan of Ibuka uh, or Worthy. Ibuka's from Ohio State. It's like a slot guy. Worthy's like this year's Zay, uh, Zay Flowers, but like a little taller, a little bit bigger. I'm not really coveting slot guys anymore this year. Xavier Worthy is really, really talented good, player. Good player. Um, I, I mean, I like I like a lot of guys. I like a lot of those wide receivers, but most, you know me, you guys fixate on the slot guys. I no, like, I, no, I'm I not like on the that playmakers well, on we the got, outside. I feel like you got pop, and I, I, I think that's enough. I, well, I, I, I can every down getting first downs, making a play. But so I would say, like, <laughs> that's Z- just me. Xavier Worthy is like more like a Z. He's not yeah, like that's, a, that's a pure we like Welker yeah. slot. He's Just, more like Justin a Z. Jefferson doesn't get any first downs. <laughs> right. Well, Justin Jefferson plays the Z. So. Yeah. Doesn't, that, he doesn't go. make any plays. No, that's that's and that's what I think. I mean, I don't know what the system's <laughs> going to be. That? 
plays in the slot all the time. The, ex- <laughs> like, the, the He's not a slot receiver. He plays in the slot, yes, but he's not a slot receiver. Right. He's not five right. two. Right. Yeah, Xavier no. Worthy is more not that I'm com- not comparing him to Justin Jefferson, but like the skill set and the way he would be used is more like, like a Justin yeah. Jefferson. You need, a, you need an every down guy, not a third down right. slot receiver. Like it's fine. Pop. If only pop. AJ Brown someday develops you know? into a guy who can get you a first down. <laughs> right. Then we'd be all I right. I think ideally, you need a guy. right? You need like a guy. ideally, you have. Pop is really your what they would call your F. Like he's yeah. your pure slot, not yeah. necessarily an X or a Z, but the pure slot in the three receiver sets. And then X is T Higgins, Z is a rookie yeah. or something like that. Is, is there a position for every letter in the alphabet? No. No. Oh. H, H is H F, is full, is X, you know y, H. Right. Yeah. F is in three receiver sets is your pure slot guy. And like that, that doesn't that go f- like go back to like flanker? Yeah. Uh, so is X, X is the split end. X is the split end. <laughs> Absolutely. Z is the move piece. Z is your chess piece. That's what you need. You need a zigzag. <laughs> no, because yeah. he plays off the line. That's of scrimmage a good device to remember around. it, though. He's yeah. going to be all yeah. over the place. Exactly. So yeah. Run this way and that way, and then I'll even go back. Yeah. 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 Plays a little outside and a little inside. That's what I want. Uh, Anthony writes Just in there's a now. huge <laughs> difference between Mike Vrabel as a coach and Bill as a head coach. Mike is under 50 and may have the ability to adapt and adjust his coaching style. Absolutely. That's Mike's point. Bill is old and have pro- proven time and again he isn't willing to move off his old-time 70s football run-and-play D style. He is who he is. He isn't changing after all this time. He is an old, stubborn man who doesn't change and when forced to, finds a way to make that not work too. Uh, I'd be willing to give Rabel a chance to show he understands modern football and can adapt. I'm not willing to see if Bill will. It's a great email. Wow. That's a great email. I, that's Mike's point. Um, Joe writes in, first off, I love your show. I grew up a season ticket holder but haven't lived in Mass since 86 when I joined the Navy. Thank you for your service. I now live in Virginia, but I'm still 100% a Pats fan. I'm a first-time caller but a long-time listener to all your podcasts. Uh, I haven't heard anyone talk about Josh McDaniels coming back and them keeping Mac Jones. Do you guys think this is an option? I could see them drafting an offensive tackle and a wide receiver as a priority and also signing an OT and wide receiver in the offseason with a better Mac, and it's still working. Oh, God. Uh, I'm with you until until the last uh, three words. It's still working. Like, I think there's a possibility that you bring Josh back and he fits the suit, he's got the contract, you give one more year. Yeah. I, I don't have any faith it would work. No. I, I'm with you too. I, I can't. I can't rule it out. And I also just, even if it was a new guy, like, it, it, you would. You have a quarterback in house, and like, I totally agree with what you said. But like, we're just not in a position where you're just casting guys off. And if a guy comes in who really liked Mac Jones and said, "Look, this guy's had a tough go. He needs to have the the reset button reset." I think a lot of people think you're going to ship him to another team to let him reset. But if it's a a whole new offensive staff, could that be a reset? And look, yeah. he doesn't win the job. You trade him in camp, something like that. Like. I, I think I still think they probably send him and let him get a fresh start elsewhere. My feeling is he'll want the fresh start, but you absolutely could say, yeah. well, if Bill's gone, that represents the fresh start for him. Yeah, yeah. you want to compete? We got a starting job open. He spoke on uh, locker room cleanout day, and uh, I I thought that his comments were I thought he was holding back quite a bit sure. in his oh, comments. Yeah. He he's he he reminds me of Bill, and like he just says a whole bunch of nothing. Like everything he said was a bunch of quotes I can find on Google. Like it was a bunch of AI generated. I, f- I find my my best success Scandal. after my lowest fall. It's like I could find that on Google on Pinterest quotes. Like everything he said was nothing to me. Yeah, uh, but I, I I just think that. What about the eight pounds of muscle? 
Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> uh, the 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 Mac Jones of it, <laughs> like, like three ha- weeks. How it was. I just don't see. <laughs> there's not enough there for me to be convinced that it would ever work again. Like Paul, like I I just. Yeah. I, I just can't see that happening, and yeah. I, I think that you can delusion yourself into thinking yeah. that Marvin Harrison Jr. and a great tackle and this and that and everything, but at the very least, you're still talking about the see Bo Nix, J.J. McCarthy second-round pick quarterback, right, to, like, hedge your bets a little bit. Like, you're not going to go into next year with Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi as your quarterback room. You know what's funny? I, um, I look back at my notes from training camp, and uh, did you know the very first 11-on-11 uh, uh, 11 11 in training camp that they did Mac threw a pick to Duggar. Like, that was like... <laughs> oh, I, I mean, remember that. It, it's like... Yeah. It, first drive of the season. Like, it, it's it's like so many times he makes turnovers just right out of the gate. Like, like right out of the gate. I, I just feel like it, maybe it's not all his fault. I'm willing to accept that. But I just think he's, he's shown you who he is many mm-hmm. times. And people, some people, not a lot, some people refuse to just believe what they've seen yeah they're still saying it's uncharacteristic it's like a ceiling how many pick sixes do right. i need to see before right. it's like right. i think if you give him the stuff that evan's talking about he will be better but there's a ceiling to how much better and, and it, to me the ceiling is the first half of 21 yep yeah uh andrew another navy vet thank you for your service writes in i appreciate what bill has done and i think he's a great coach but is there a chance that rather than the greatest head coach of all time He's the greatest defensive coordinator of all time who happened to also have Tom Brady. Just seems like it's been a slow-motion train wreck since Brady left with bad decision after bad decision. No, I don't think that's possible. But that's just me. I think that that's really ignoring pretty much 75% of what Bill Belichick brought to the table here for 24 years if you're just saying all he brought was being a really good defensive coach. Uh, Joe writes in. He's in Michigan. Bill is a very intimidating and forceful man. Mm. What is happening is what has been happening over 20 years. Bill is in charge and deciding the future of the team. He is still the boss. Imagine sitting across the table from him. Well, yeah, It's a good point. Yeah. That was As my someone mind. who's been on the other side of the table. Well, that's why... Some, that's that's a pretty accurate description. It takes a billionaire to Some, do it. Somebody sent <laughs> me a, a quote from the late Pat Bowen, who was the owner of the Broncos. This one's and, for and, John. And, and the quote was about when he got rid of Dan Reeves. And he oh, said that he wanted to get his team back. Yeah. You know, he felt like he had lost control and that Dan Reeves maybe had too much power. He'd become mm-hmm. the team. Yeah. Well, yeah. Dan Reeves is just phenomenal to certain yeah. people salt of the earth thing. so yeah. overrated yeah oh doesn't deserve. just kidding oh Aaron. <laughs> we were in denver he was like oh do you see it do you see it up there oh. and we were all like what and he's so like dan reeves in the ring I, of honor <laughs> i showed restraint but when i uh when I had the opportunity to interview bergeron and andrews and andrews was talking a little bit about his uncle and his uncle get and, and of course aaron who is a you know dan reeves file uh was standing there looking at us and i was like mm. Do I call him out right now and bring up Dan Reese who it was? And I, I didn't do it, but Aaron was like, I mean, did you, why didn't you do it? Like, you wanted me to. And be like, oh, who are you talking about? Dan Reese. And yeah, Aaron Aaron loves him some Dan Reese. Uh, Ryan in Colorado, he says, you guys are... a lot of mileage mi- out of that interview, by the way. <laughs> Humble brag. I was, I was. Ryan in Colorado says, you guys are missing the possibility that Bill will bring back McDaniels to be the defensive coordinator. <laughs> <laughs> Chess, baby. Oh, that's funny. That <laughs> he approaches funny. it from a different well angle. Well done. That was was that from Johnny that South was Beach? That, that was right was up his good. alley. Uh, let's go to Eldred. What's up, Eldred? Uh, oh, Eldred. Hey, fellas. I'm, ta- I'm going to take my lump. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Night, but I still would take 
Yeah. And uh, Deuce. Yeah. Like I said, man, I love you. Yeah. Why do you want to keep the same treat with Brabel or anybody else? I'm like Paul and uh, Tamir. Bring somebody's offensive minded, get a quarterback, try to get one, yeah. and just go to work. You know, do it differently. You know, change is better. And 24 years of this was great, but y'all keep, like, I, Evan, I know you keep saying he's the greatest coach of all time. He also had the greatest player of all time. And, and I'm going to keep throwing that in there because when he left, things fell apart. Before he got him, things were falling apart. So the middle is in the middle. But, like I said, I, uh, I wish they'd do something because up here in the NFL Network, they keep saying uh, Brable might come to New England as the head coach, and that would be a big mistake, I think. Yeah. So what do y'all think? I don't think, think it's it, a possibility. Yeah, I think it's a possibility. I don't I don't know. It's also just like, you know, getting so carried away with, with the offensive coach. It's like, you know, I've heard nothing but people call in and give Tom Brady all the credit, and, you know, and it's like can't you get a player that can transcend who his offensive coordinator is or who his coach is? Like, yeah, you know? I would also say that just because he's a defensive mind, the point that Mike keeps making that's accurate is doesn't mean he can't put together a good offensive staff and – Allow that offense okay, to be he, different. He, I just I'm want. I'm with you on that. I just want a different yeah. style of I'm play. Yeah. That. yeah, That's yeah. all. Yeah. I don't want someone who's yeah. trying to win with defense. Sure, I hear it. Yeah. Yeah. Same here. Oh, one more question. One more question. Okay. Yeah, but I keep saying bringing in McDaniel. Okay. What's wrong with Bill O'Brien? And maybe maybe a Bill did give him nut. Just let him run this, and that's it. Yeah. What about get him say let him come? Yep. What's the? Could it be even better? Instead of looking for another offensive coordinator. Yeah, that's what I'm wondering. I'm not. So, yeah, I think that's on the table I'm not too. A, I'm not opposed to that. I I just think there needs to be some changes because generally speaking, with the staff, the majority of it that stayed the same over the last few years, it's looked the same as far as player development. It's the worst offense in football. Exactly. Like, yeah. Exactly. Yep. So yep. it's wrong. The worst. So why would you keep them? Yeah. yeah. I I to the thanks, Aldrin. For me personally, the to the like comfort level with the coaching tree and all that stuff. That's more like coping because I just I just know that they're not going to hire some random person that's never been here before. Like I did, it's just not going to happen. Like I, yeah, I, you're probably right. And, and so that's why I, I've just, okay, well what's, who's my favorite out of the guys that I know are on the list. Like last year with the offensive coordinator thing, was Bill O'Brien really the best guy for the job or did we just all know that that's who it was going to be because of the ties to the yep. organization? Right. Yep. And I feel the same way about head coach. Like as much as I want to sit here and pound the table for Ben Johnson or pound the table for Bobby Slowick, which would be Paul's thing, which would be different and, and innovative and all that stuff. Like I just, I don't think they'll do it. I think there are planes taking off of, above us. They're just um, the state Bill in San Diego. Why the hell would anyone be in on Mike Vrabel? <laughs> Paul literally said it. Tennessee is basically the same team as New England right now. So why the hell would Vrabel bring any more success here than he did there? It's absolute insanity. The game has changed. It's time to change the way we do business in that building. You can sub in Mayo's name here, too, by the way. Yeah. But how do we know how Mayo coaches? Yeah. From what I've heard that Mayo is not – like, people have the wrong idea of – like, I feel like we, get, we people say this. The NBC Sports Boston guys. <laughs> no, it is, is, that, is that what they said? Yeah, they, they go to great lengths to tell you how different he, he is and oh, wants yeah. to do things. I don't know. I just – you know, before the season ended, I figured that Mayo might be the next guy. So I went around the locker room and asked a bunch of the guys just about Mayo. And all of them – you like, so many of them use the words players coach. Like, I could – I had – I, I probably talked to 10 guys and eight of them use the words players coach yeah, player. and relatable and 
you you know that he's been here before like his himself so he can he can relate on that level and just a, a, so much a like a softer personality than than bill like i just don't think that maybe their mindset of football and like x's and o's and stuff like that might be the same or might be aligned but in terms of the personality i i truly do think that they're different people uh alex and raleigh north carolina happy first off season show I'm going to put a name to the claim that I don't want J.J. McCarthy because he is <laughs> Mac Jones 2.0. No thanks. Get us a quarterback that can move. Daniels, Penix, Williams, one who has a high ceiling. This is going to be an interesting offseason. I think Bill will end up coming back after everything. Paul's 100% right. He said if we collectively agree. He laid out everything in his Monday monologue, and it was a very pointed speech. Since it's the offseason, Fred, any new invention ideas we want to oh, workshop this offseason? Something well, with a slot. We'll have time for that. We'll have time for that. Yeah, McCarthy can move okay, by yeah. the way. I, I, I do think the comparison to Mac is similar. I don't think that he was – I don't think he was needed to do a whole lot with mm -hmm. a team that was really, really talented. And some people have said, and Evan would know more about this than I would, I think Harbaugh has been quoted as saying they will break the record for the amount of drafted players on this team. It's possible. Yeah. I I mean maybe not this year but like well, over yeah, the no, course on the team. Yeah, yeah of the next couple I with McCarthy though he, his skill set's much much different from Max. I agree. He, yeah. He's more toolsy than Mac Jones was uh but way less accurate and and better yeah. arm and definitely better athleticism. Yeah, but not as pure of a processor as as Mac Jones is. I I actually think if you want to make a comp like to to Mac like Penix is on is not that far off I would say in some respects from what Mac was in college. Oh, uh, Eldridge just crashed. And, and uh, <laughs> but, I don't know, another much better arm. <laughs> better arm, better arm for sure. But even last night, when it's off platform, it didn't yeah. look no. all that much better. I don't yeah. think. Like, I don't think he's a great runner. Great. Yeah, mover. but he's not a mobile guy. Uh, he does, he's not a great mover in the pocket, and uh, and you know he's propped up by Roma Dunze and uh, Polk and Mitchell and three top one hundred wide receivers. Like uh, uh, there's. There's some comps there too. That was my whole thing with Eldred last week was I got to see him against Michigan first because maybe it is just that Roma Dunze is that much better than the cornerbacks on Texas and he's just out there making making plays and, and that's sort of what happened last night. Um, so Deuce, it's gotten around that you don't like McDonald's at all. <laughs> yeah, He hasn't been in like 20 yeah, years. Jacob from Nashville says, uh, I love Deuce but can't trust anyone who doesn't eat McDonald's. Check his basement. <laughs> you don't like McDonald's? Uh, no. Not that I don't like it. I just I don't eat there. Well, the bigger problem is his kids are scared of it. That my, we did we did instill the fear of, of McDonald's into my kids. Not really purposely. but Because we just of, like, like, nutrition reasons? or No, we just never really went there, and mm. I don't know. Because no, of the clown. <laughs> the clown. The clown did scare me scary. as a kid. I'm not going to lie. I did uh, not like but, clowns. But I... I, I Look, I'm going to do it sometime <laughs> this offseason. I'll go at lunch and I'll get while well, crushing McChicken sandwich for y'all so you know that uh, that I'm okay. So, you know, number one. Oh, big some nugs. A Big Mac. And I, I'll do a Big Nug, too. I'll I, do a Big I, Nug, I think too. the fries at McDonald's are still 1-1. One, one. I do. Like, like Chick-fil-A's got good fries, too. Uh -oh. Fast food fries? I think they're, they're still McDonald's. the goat. I still love In-N-Out fries. Those are well, that doesn't count. I know, but I love them. Uh, Dan of Virginia, Michigan. Um, he says Penix's stock is rising. Uh, mm -hmm. It might be against conventional wisdom, but after last night's game, I think Penix would be the perfect quarterback for the Patriots. Given the performance of Washington's O-line against Michigan, the situation at the Patriots should be all too familiar <laughs> for Penix. <laughs> Looks like he has a strong arm, too. 
by the time he was done running backwards away from the <laughs> Michigan defense in every play, every pass he made was a downfield throw just to get back to the line of scrimmage. <laughs> so that's a little sarcasm. There. Well, um, we'll I, just I, it's a little not bit. funny. It's still I too soon. I dabble. Uh, Willems and Philem. What's up, Willem? What's up? How hey. you doing? All right. All right, just three questions, because I know the show's about to end soon. Just three. Uh, two, for, two for Evan and one for Paul. Nobody else uh, answered. Paul. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Paul, well, um, look, I like Williams, May, and also Daniels. But why so much pushback on Drake May? I, and, I like uh, Drake May. Oh, you like Drake May? Okay. Yeah, oh, okay. I like Drake May. I think Drake, Drake May has a little Josh Allen in him. Now you could say like that's good or bad, but Does, doesn't he also have the most unknown because of competition? I guess you could look at it that way. I I mean I wouldn't. He played in the ACC. It's not like he played like yeah. a Tennessee Chattanooga. And he was a one-year starter, <laughs> yeah. right? Or no, 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 no. no. year starter. But so I I agree with you that the ACC sucked this the year. The ACC is not as good as the SEC and the Big Ten. I don't think anybody would Pac-12. argue that. Yeah. This year the Pac-12 was maybe better than. All yeah. of them. Mm-hmm. Well, except the champion, apparently. Right. No, but that's one team. <laughs> but I, I, I like Drake May. I mean, I, I, I wouldn't be a no on Drake May. I wouldn't either, but I'm not okay. allowed to answer this. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, Evan, and just the last two questions for Evan. Sorry. Um, how did you feel about the Michigan running backs, and what would you do with the number three pick in the draft? And okay. I'll that so okay. I feel like you're trolling me with the Michigan running backs because this is a. <laughs> I knew you were. I knew you were because this is a catch twenty two thing that I refuse to talk about running backs. I, I refuse. Oh, no. No. And you do running backs on your own time. Like if the Patriots touch a running back in the top one fifty, I will be pissed. Like don't no. No, 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 no. no, no, no. no. So if Christian McCaffrey uh, from Stanford was available, you wouldn't talk about no, it. No, because I'm if they take him at third, three overall, then we're we're screwed. Like you might as well just pick next year top three again. Like why don't we just keep no. t- picking in the top three? If you want to pick now, positions that don't matter. Three, Evan. Now the first three, no, definitely not. Like okay, well, so there, so uh, Blake Corum's going to go in the top 100, probably in the th- somewhere in the third round, I would say. And he's going to be a good right. player for somebody. Yeah, uh, the yeah. the other back might be more in their – in, in that like fourth and fifth round territory that they could get him early day three Donovan Edwards. Edwards. Yep. And uh, maybe, okay. maybe that would be doable. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. I, I've not taken any running backs before the fourth round. If I'm the Patriots, I can see the need like I agree. in general, but if I third overall pick, uh, I am starting to, to come around, but to, to Jaden Daniels, maybe that's also coping for the fact that they're going to miss the two first two guys so that's kind of the guy that's left at the table but i i really do like a lot of things about the idea of of Jaden daniels and find like you want to modernize the offense like finally get somebody that can play 11 on 11 and run around a bit i mean i know we'll know before then but i i would just be more comfortable knowing who's going to be Jaden daniels coach and what kind of offense he's going to be yeah, you know, running yeah. and all that stuff because he does have you know some yeah. some processing issues yeah. of seeing you know things in the middle of the field. He's, he's not going to be reading the field 100% ready. No, no, I don't think he'll be 100% ready. I think that every single quarterback, the way I look at it right now, is all all these guys. Every there's no perfect prospect, so all yeah. of them have flaws. And so I guess the question really is is like which flaws do you care the least about? You know, a guy like Caleb Williams, he wants to hold the ball and run around and create extended plays and he's got a ton of fumbles and, and sacks in college as a result. Uh, Drake May is Josh Allen. Like I think that's a really nice comp coming out of Wyoming that sometimes the ball just 
is all over the place. Like he'll just throw these passes that are 10 yards over the guy's head. And you're just like, Whoa, like where did that come from? And then Jaden Daniels, I think is a little bit of a developmental project as a passer right yeah. now. So which one do you want to work with? That's Thanks, what I, um, that's what I kind of find myself not wanting to work with is trying to develop a guy who's a great athlete and teach him how to throw. Like I just generally that to me seems like a huge ask. I would rather just go with a guy who at least can throw and can run a little bit than have to, get a guy and teach him how to pass. So I would say that Jaden Daniels uh, issues as a passer are more mental. Like physically, I think he's got really consistent release point and like really does uh, well with his mechanics for the most part. Drake may, I'd be more concerned about his footwork and uh, his antsiness a little bit with his feet uh, than that. But, but, Ke- I, but I almost Caleb is his own thing. Like Caleb yeah. just does it differently. He's but got I, the Mahomes stuff. Yeah. But yeah. I almost mean it more of like, philosophically like is this guy going into a game saying i'm going to beat them with my arm or is this guy going to go into the game and say i'm going to so run all can i change guys? your parameters a little bit sure. um you said you don't want a guy that runs around that that, that you kind of have to teach him to throw, throw. and, I, and I throw. Don't, not so much and like then you mechanics. said i'd rather have a guy who can run a little bit and throw well just well, the guy who would, can would run you ra- secondary would you rather have a guy that is a great pocket passer but he can't run or a guy who can run but is a project right, thrower. Right, right. Don't say like because everybody would rather have the guy who's a great passer who can also run a little bit when needed. I, I totally hear what you're saying and what you're what like, you're let's getting take at. The no. run, let's take let's make a Mac Jones. Yeah, right? yeah. And say and that he's just a pocket guy and he can't run. Then I'd, I'd lean towards the Mac Jones as much as we've really? seen those warts so right I now. Re, I would lean toward the Jaden Daniels. I'll because, teach him how well, to throw. He can make plays to get himself out of. I mean, I don't have ready examples off the top of my head, though. But like, other than Lamar, who have been the great runners that have really settled into to be? We're we're just figuring it out now. I think Jalen Hurts, when he came out of the, I I watched Jalen Hurts a lot in college, and I never would have guessed he could throw the ball as well as he has in the NFL. Yeah, I think think you can do it. Yeah, I think a thing, a big thing that you see with Jaden Daniels is that he'll have guys open on the field and opt to run. Yeah. And sometimes he'll like pass up a crossing route that's open that would probably gain 15 yards and then he scores a 50-yard touchdown with his legs. So it's like do you fault him for passing up the crosser when he knows that he can that he's he can He's going to have to figure out that he ain't running for 50-yard touchdowns. Right. Yeah. Because you know Too teams well. will play man coverage down the field, nobody's on the quarterback and then here comes your your quarterback, you know, just running uh, like against Florida, he had like 200 yards rushing on that, you know, in yeah. Alabama, that same the 600 thing. yard game. Was yeah. That Florida? Yeah. And like, you know, it's the same thing. It's just like he's passing up reads down the field. Yes. But he's passing them up to run all over the place. And it's like, which one would you rather? I think with Drake may, he has consistency issues as a, as a thrower, but he's more, he, you can tell that he's like, his process is, is smarter. Like you can yeah. tell that he's he's understanding, okay, if I look over here and pump there, then that's gonna move this guy, then I'm gonna come back to this throw and I'm gonna hit it here. Uh, but the ball is just ball placement's more yeah. inconsistent. Well that's what I've liked about Drake May in a little bit. I've watched him so far, is just that he, he does have that athleticism, you know, the to the run for it, but not so much that his mind is kind of poisoned into thinking like yeah. that's the first thought to run. I mean I I know there's a million ways to skin a cat, but all right. That's it. Oh, man. That's, that's oh, why, this is why you got going. You can't off season go show. That, that's it for this edition of Patriots Unfiltered. <laughs> too much. Uh, remember, we're back to our off season, so we'll be here on Thursday. Uh, is there a playbook tomorrow? Yes, yeah. there's a playbook with John Rook from 12 to 2. Catch 22 also on Thursday. Thursday morning before. Thursday morning. So keep in touch with Patriots.com because who knows uh, what could happen and when. But when it does, we'll be here. 
Thank you for downloading this podcast. Subscribe on Apple, Google Play, and everywhere else you listen. Like the show? Please rate and review us. Listener comments and ratings help keep us high in the podcast rankings so new listeners can find us. Be sure to check Patriots.com for more news and more podcasts. The World's Original Podcast.